Welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday, the 1st of June, 2013. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Oh shit, it's June. It feels like April still, of course, because weather. Because weather? Yeah. And Robert Kemp. Hello. <laughs> no, that, that's Steve. Hello. <laughs> you think this is April weather? Pretty much. Yeah, maybe nice April. I don't know. Surely at some point it'll just lift and then it'll just be super hot like a like summer style maybe yeah it's always, it's, always, it's always the same though isn't it in in the UK like these this, these few months like between April to June it's are just, a lot worse this year to April to start really? of June it's just all kind of the same isn't it I don't know this year has been bad yeah. well at least it seems that way Every... didn't, didn't we have like a bad a, a, in a good way because oh. I don't like it when it's hot yeah oh no that's Fair true enough. but didn't we like have like a couple of weeks where it's it was pretty sunny for a while. Like. It was like a couple of days <laughs> in yeah, like yeah. May. That's true, yeah. But I'm sure we had like a week of it, maybe. A whole week of it. Hmm. Sun. Weather. Sun, sun, sun. <laughs> yes, Britain, we're preoccupied by the weather. With good reason this hey, year. guess what? It's sake. summer coming. It's going to be warmer. <laughs> yeah. I think that's guaranteed. It. <laughs> well, it'll be warmer in general. Yeah, yeah. If you averaged it out. <laughs> Over the course of a year. Don't the day start drawing in and the night start drawing in in like two weeks? Yeah, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like it's like the days get shorter, but yet strangely the hot weather comes after that. Mm, potentially, so it yeah. It must be all currents and air temperature. and <laughs> it's all currents. All currents. <laughs> all those reasons. Yeah. Reasons. <laughs> it's all currents. <laughs> Definitely currents. And berries. Exactly. So, yes. Uh... Oh, are we continuing with random for a bit? This time's the idea. <laughs> I got confused. You can't say, are we continuing with random? I wasn't interrupting. <laughs> I was just com- <laughs> confused because I thought, hang on a minute, we've got to talk about the bloody Xbox. Yeah, we'll get to that. Not yet, though. Okay. Uh, you can't like, force random. <laughs> I wasn't gonna Apparently force, not. I wasn't going to force random. I was going to bring up a different topic that's related to this podcast, but may lead to random. Which was the fact that my computer is boned, maybe. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Say not, what? Not really, though. What's going on? Well, it's just started randomly hard graphics crashing. Like, the, everything on the screen corrupts and then it crashes. And then it somehow corrupts the drivers as well, so you have to go and reinstall all the graphics drivers. Every time? Well, not every time. Just most of the time. That's the bit that really confuses me. Like, what, what on earth corrupts graphics drivers? I don't think they get. I don't think they got altered while they're in use. Do they? No, surely not. Is it since you in? Is it a driver driver problem? No, it's just randomly started doing it. So you've rolled back your drivers and shit. No, you have new ones. ones when I when I uncorrupted them. I installed the newest ones. Right. Okay. So yeah. So um, does this happen? Just playing games, like intensive 3D games? Or does it happen just randomly when you're using the internet? Well, I haven't seen it happen any other time apart from games so far. It's only happened, like, four times. Okay. And then, like, three of those were Guild Wars and one of them was Kerbal. Right, okay. And it only corrupted twice out of the four times. How did you know it was corrupted? Because it garbles the screen when you reboot. It's got, like, lines over it. Oh. And then, but you can see well enough to... Like... To get into safe mode, yeah. And then... Uninstall them and reboot again. Bizarre. I find that weird. Do you have... that, normally, I wouldn't have assumed that it would have been corrupted drivers had I seen like the screen mucked up like that. My, what my would thought, you have seen? Well, my thought would have been, oh, my card's dead. <laughs> well, 
It might actually it might be doing that as well <laughs> as corrupting the drivers. I find it weird that you can that you can replace the drivers and then they, they come out okay. That's so odd. Is driver corruption? That's just weird. It is a bit strange. Unless you've got some like really aggressive virus that's... <laughs> that seems fairly unlikely. Yeah, I guess you googled this shit. Well, as much as I can could. I mean, there's no. You've been on forums all week. <laughs> not that much. There's lo- there's not really much you can. That's not always the problem for searching for things like corruption because it's like it's too <laughs> <Mafia>. generic. <laughs> the government corruption comes up. No, I mean, these corporate I mean, like graphical corruption because it's just like. There's so many different ways that graphical corruption can happen yeah. and things that people call graphical corruption which are different types of artifacting and all that kind of stuff. It's virtually impossible to Diagnose. search for the thing that's specifically happening. It's these politicians that occasionally have interests in businesses that they may or may not have previously owned and occasionally take money from them that may affect their judgment. Grr. Grr. <laughs> That was unnecessarily tortured. <laughs> <laughs> it was deliberately tortured, I thought, for, for comic effect. But yeah, I downloaded a memory tester for the graphics card memory instead of the RAM. And? And that was all fine, so it's apparently not that. Okay, that, that's good. That's one thing. But then I don't know what else I can actually do. I went like I was looking in event viewer and everything, and there's no the only event in there that appears where it crashes is the graphics driver saying, "Oh shit, I'm corrupted," which is incredibly unhelpful. Is that what it says? That's a symptom, not a. What does it say? I'm corrupted. Well, it says the graphics driver has detected a that it's something something corrupted, and then it has the the ever classic like computer messaging problem where there's obviously like someone hasn't filled in a blank somewhere where the sentence just ends with four space period. <laughs> like, right, obviously yeah. there's meant to be four something there, but <laughs> someone forgot to fill in that. Either that or it was a null reference in yeah. there or something. It's not like a bad sector on your hard drive. Well, that the, the drivers just happened to have that installed it. That would be fairly yeah. That, that could be it. But then that wouldn't explain why... I, I don't think... Other hard drive thing would explain why it can, why it only happens after a certain amount, you know, under load. Or hmm. Maybe. I think if it was a, if the driver was <laughs> fucked up somehow, it would be fucked up all the time. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, that it would go wrong like totally randomly, or yeah, or that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know the nature of how of, of how these hard drive failures can do. But I normally assumed a bad sector would be like this is a completely unreadable part of your disk. Not that, oh, I've just written to it. Maybe it's okay for a bit. I don't know if, like, the magnetism in that part of the drive... Well, that seems more like, like these... it would be a RAM thing than a hard disk thing, because that could be... Well, possibly, yeah, because it could, like, you know, the drivers presumably have to get loaded into RAM. Yeah. And then something corrupts them. Which then, but then that could be any software on your system that just happens to be somehow addressing the wrong memory. Nothing's changed, that's the problem. That's why I think it must be something hardware, because I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything different from what I'd been doing up to that point. True, true. Yeah, well, apart from Guild Wars' pat, had patched, and I was like, oh, Guild Wars is fucked, it's making me blue screen, it's making my graphics crash, it must be Guild Wars, but then Kel did it as well. I was like, oh, well, okay then, <laughs> I guess it's not. Mm. And I'm sure of, I, I think next step must be you must. You can't be far away from complete reboot of the system, like reinstall Windows and. No, that's. Next step is I'm going to run a regular RAM memory test just to make sure that's not the problem. Because uh, apparently, yeah. according to the Nvidia control panel, it reserves a certain amount of RAM for like overflow graphical things. 
like regular RAM. Yeah, that's interesting. It seems weird, but I guess it that does seem weird. Maybe it's more for physics or something. I don't uh, know. I don't, you know, won't be doing that all the time. Imagine no. that's really weird to like add, like the graphics card pages out to real to normal RAM, and then normal RAM pages out to the hard disk. It's really bizarre. It's a bit bonkers. I guess well, that's kind of how it used to work, isn't yeah. it? Because you know the, the the memory on board a graphics card is only supposed to be used for like um really high frequency access stuff, like yeah. you know a common texture. Yeah, yeah. I guess that makes sense. But I don't think I'm. I think the only option is to sum up is like. Well, I don't know. I don't want, I don't think reformatting the system is going to solve this problem. It doesn't seem like something that would be that problem unless it is a hard disk thing. So I guess I'll have to do a disk check as well. Okay. Well, we'll see how it goes. I guess. And then if that if it still carries on happening, I'll probably... you've got a fallback shitty card you could put in. No, I don't think I do. That's the problem. <laughs> but don't you have an i7? Yeah. So you've got graphics built into your processor, so you can just plug in. <laughs> shitty yeah, shitty enough to reuse the internet and still use yeah. the PC. If you'd have you told me earlier, actually, I could have. My two seven five's not in use. My old NVIDIA two seven five. I mean, it's not the most powerful card in the world, but it's like it would be a test. Well, it's like the other problem with this. The other problem with this kind of thing is the other classic problem of computer diagnosis is like it doesn't happen frequently enough to actually. You change something and then you have to wait like several days and oh, hope that it replicates again. itself. Yeah, that's, that's really irritating. <laughs> yeah, that's my repo steps. So I'm just going to have to hang around and see if it gets worse or if it stays the same and run these other checks. And then if it, I don't know, maybe I'll just buy a new graphics card. I'll probably do. What are you running at the moment? 470. Oh, no, you're five. 470 is pretty. It's pretty good. It's not fucking amazing. You get a Titan. I saw there the sort of cut down, actually, actually, you know, non-insane Titan is going on sale. The seven ninety or something. Uh, I'm hoping they announced seven eighty this week. Yeah. Anyway, whatever it was, it's still like six hundred quid or something. Mm. Five hundred and fifty, something like that. Yeah, anyway, it's crazy money. It looks like you can overclock it, so it's practically faster than the Titan. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. oh, I'm running. I forget. What, I forget what I bought now. It was a 680, I think, the one I'm running at the moment. But you know, we're going to talk about the Xbox. But I, the more I hear about, I mean, the PS4 literally is tempting. But the where I'm at with games at the moment, it hinges. It hinges on GTA 5, I think. But mm. basically, I'm thinking I might at the end of this year, I might spend the money on a graphics card rather than a console. Yeah, I know. It's like. It's one of the, we've talked about this briefly before, but it's one of the things about the two systems having a PC-like architecture. Yeah, is that surely the PC ports that could come out of it will be pretty pretty hot. I think the, the only thing that you're going to still have a problem with is that Microsoft and Sony obviously have a pretty strong catalogue of exclusives. Each. That's true. And the other thing with the port situation is that. The, it's this eight gigs of super fast memory on the PS4 that the PC ah, no, 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 might but, have trouble with. But for to be a while. honest, if they're going to be like those, sort of, the, the people that are going to make games like that aren't going to be the exclusives. Therefore, they're going to have to be dealing with the Xbox's eight gigs of regular RAM. Well, it's DDR3, but it's still graphics RAM. Yeah, but it's DDR3. You know, yeah. it, it's, there's not going to be a crazy amount of yeah. speed difference talking to the DDR3 on your PC bus. I mean, there will be a difference, like in the speed of addressing and all that will be yeah. different. But. Um, that's and, and variable. But, you know, I don't think that's going to make too much difference. Okay. How, how they, I think multi-platform games are going to be architected. <laughs> You're going to have to architect, like, multi-platform games, potentially, to target 
you know, the lowest system specs of the three, which will be the Xbox One. Um, and, you know, arguably. That's true. But they're all so tight. I don't they're really think it's going to matter. <laughs> no, all I'm saying is I think if you're going to buy a graphics card for a PC, you want as much graphics memory as you can just in case they start... Um, they start really utilizing that in the consoles. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like I'm running my PC at home has six at the moment. And six I still gigs, six of... gigs of RAM, just general RAM. Oh, general. general RAM. <laughs> my but card, you... my card is a gig, so it's yeah. Um, that's the thing. That's the discrepancy I'm worried about. That's what I'll be fine. I reckon. I don't reckon it's going to be a problem. Not for, not for a while anyway. Yeah. Well, that's what you have to worry about, isn't it? That is the while in the future. But oh, you yeah. just bought yours. Just, and you, well, yeah, or well, you just put new, new, new RAM. RAM is an incredibly upgradable thing. So well, RAM is, but graphics card RAM isn't. That's the that's the thing. I don't, I don't think it's going to cause enough of a rift because one one platform having ridiculous RAM in it isn't going to change the whole spectrum of gaming. Mm, yeah. Not until <laughs> not until the next generation yeah. when everyone catches up. Yeah, potentially true. Yeah. Okay. We'll see how we go. I was trying to think of. Like what I with my graphics card, like whether I whether I'd get an upgrade or not. I was trying to remember back to my previous PC and like how long I'd had that before I changed its graphics card. Yeah, can't really remember. I mean, like that computer lasted seven years, or rather, just the motherboard. <laughs> Everything else got changed. <laughs> <laughs> it's still good. It's got the same heart. Yeah, basically. So the processor change as well. No. Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely got the same heart. Yeah. But I, I must have changed that graphics card not, I mean, I guess halfway through its life, which was about that's, three that's, and a half years, I guess. <laughs> so I'm pretty, about two, surely. I think that's pretty, that's pretty I'm common. I'm making excuses for buying a new graphics card. <laughs> no, I think that's pretty common, isn't it? You like I, I, last few PCs I've had, it's always been like halfway through their lifespan. I've had to, had to upgrade them at some point. Which is worrying. That means I'm halfway through the lifespan of my current machine. Oh no! You've already just upgraded. It. Start saving now. <laughs> I think if I get a new card at the end of the year, it'll be three years. I think that's reasonable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. my computer must just be coming up to three years now. My graphics card is fine on Bioshock, although, like I say, it's starting to chug in later sections. But I've been pleasantly surprised by how well it's held and, up. And it looked it looked fine running Far Cry. I mean, what's your yeah one? yeah. It's a um, four hundred series or five eight seventy. Oh wow! Okay, so that's oh, it's a uh, radiant. Sorry, radiant. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, it's a radiant. Okay. I don't know radiant. I don't know what the equivalent is. GTX six something. I can't remember. <coughs> I about to say it's a six hundred series, and that's pretty meaty. If it's the equivalent of those, because as I say, if they're only just doing the seven hundred series of oh, perhaps not. Cards, I don't know what the equivalent is. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, um, I don't know. As I say, don't know radians, but. Oh, so yeah, no. well, the thing was with Radians is that the generation after the 5000 series, they kind of re rejigged what the numbers meant. Mm. So the equivalent um, 6870 was actually slower than the 5870, but it oh, was right. also a lot cheaper. So it, it wasn't like they were trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. Because they weren't. Yeah. yeah. At least that's the one thing you can sort of rely on with graphics cards, isn't it? Follow the money. Yeah. It's more expensive, yeah. it's generally better. Exactly, it's the money. The thing that will annoy me about doing anything to my computer is I'll be disturbing the perfectly preserved insides of my computer because it's not like I built it. It was, you know, I ordered it and then they built it. So it's all nice and, like, all the cables are probably coiled up out of the way and then I'd be shoving shit in there. That's everyone's favourite part. Uh, no problem for the graphics card. All you need to do is put, unplug the... It's just a power bit for the Oh, I don't know. Well, it's not because it's got extra... 
various bits. You need those PCIe. Got like a power cable and there's sort of like PCIe things stuck on the side. Yeah, the PCIe power is the... That's yeah. it, isn't it? Just it's the power. The, well, and it's it depends. It's a fucking giant block. That's the weird thing about the like, modern graphics cards is now they have all that plastic encasing around them. Yeah. You can't see the circuits any longer. With the heat sinking. Well, yeah, yes. exactly. But it's just like... that. It's, that's when I was looking in there because I was like, maybe it's overheating. So right. I went in there to dust everything. Yeah. Hoover it all out. And I was like, you can't really tell any longer because if there's dust in it, it's inside in the vents or whatever that go through the plastic coating. Well, that's why they put the plastic on so it shouldn't really get there. Yeah, but it, it's a totally open fan vent. <laughs> of course it's going to get there. You might be able to attach those. Yeah, you those. could take off the plastic. Yeah, but, I, I, but then I probably... That would require me removing the whole graphics card because yeah. it's like it's on the bottom of it, of course. Oh yeah, so you'd have to take it all the way out and then pull. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't be able to do it in place. You definitely have to take take it apart. So yeah, take it out of your Pain system. Oh, I did. I, it's a, it, it is crazy how much of a difference that will make. I did when I hoovered out my CPU fan not that long ago. The 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 drop in temperature I noticed was significant. Really significant. Yeah, it does make a big difference. The main uh, problem with my system is like it's the airflow. That's what it blocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very much dust gets inside because all the vents have like yeah. All the well, all the vents that have fans behind them have like really fine mesh filters. Yeah, I've in got front those. of them. But then that means what dust does <laughs> get in there is incredibly tiny dust, so it coats everything really. It coats those giant grey clumps. Yeah, doesn't it? It's even those. giant grey clumps or a perfectly even layer. Hmm. <laughs> and it's like that's the worst stuff to deal with because you can't really you can't really just hoover it off because it, it, it like compacts itself and sticks to everything. Hmm. It's not as easy to get rid of. You just need that. Um, you have to be careful with it, but the um, the compressed air. Oh yeah, that's fun. But I use fun. Yeah, it's a good it's, it's some, some time. Well, especially if you're standing on the wrong side of it when you blow it. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's yeah, really fun. It. It's really <laughs> fucking cold. That yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I thought that no, I had good times with that. I remember trying to resurrect the mother laptop <laughs> um, by at times just sticking the because you get those little like plastic hose pipes don't you my cat really loves it has to be yeah, yeah. The, just, the cat just loves playing with that thing but anyway you just try to stick it as far into my laptop vents as I could <laughs> sounds like a really good idea it's <laughs> 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 yeah. a little loser oh that's genius <laughs> that will fuck up your family is that real uh, that's how yeah, I broke my last power supply. And it should, even if it's off. Yeah, if you spin the if you spin the fan motor with that, even when it's depowered, because it's still got the magnets in it, yeah, it sure. creates charge in the circuits, and then that can fuck up the actual motor. That's how I broke my last power supply. I hoovered it too vigorously; it span, and then when I turned it back on, it didn't spin as well. <laughs> <I'm going. laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, that makes uh, sense, sort of. Yeah. Sort of. I've never had that happen. And I hoovered the shit out of that laptop fan. I mean, it makes sense that it would generate current. What what that current what problems that current could cause? I'm not sure. Yeah, it might all it might also just loosen the bearing as well. Maybe, Maybe. well if it spins it's faster than it, if it's, I suppose if it spins faster than it's supposed to. Yeah, there will come a point, I guess, where you're probably going to do some damage. But there's some things that I don't that they say not to do that I do anyway. Mm. Like I always use my um. Uh, 
my uh, crosshead Phillips head screwdriver that has a magnetic tip, which is handy for for. Oh, but yeah. you're not supposed That's, to no, because really it, not. it's meant to like induce currents and stuff. But I've literally never had a problem, and it's so more useful not to freaking drop the screws oh, into so the case. That's so annoying when you do that, isn't it? Like it just goes. So yeah. Funny. It's like, it's like you got. You, so I just use. It's probably the fine if you're careful and you don't like wave the screwdriver in the general direction of your hard drives. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> but it's it's like on the motherboard, like it, you induce little currents in the around yeah, the. Can. Circuits and stuff, yeah. but I'm like, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> I, don't. I think it's, it's worth. It I risk. think it's difficult to do. Like, I can see that there is a risk there. You're really not supposed to, but yeah, it's not so exactly I've, the strongest magnet. I've never heard of it causing a problem. You know, I've never come across anyone who's managed to break their system doing that. Yeah, you should just make like make this like special disposable screwdriver tips that are just like coated in post-it notes. Oh right, yeah. gummy, <laughs> not really gummy stuff. Yeah. But the, yeah, that that would be really cool, actually. Maybe I don't know. I have to think of something. Your screws might end up. Would you? Would the inside, the, like the divots in the screw, end up with a layer of gum? Well, it wouldn't be that sticky. It would just be like enough to. Because it's not like the magnets on those magnetic screwdrivers are very strong either. Like you no, can easily be like, whoop, whoop, and then just have it fall off. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just a little bit of resistance. Yeah, I don't rely on it, but it's 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 handy. It's just like yeah, just generally working inside a PC case is pretty awkward. Yeah, maybe um, because there's like when there's always something in there where it's just like, what order did they put this in that this screw was accessible at some point? Because yeah. <laughs> now it's, it's a weird impossible angle where you have to like go through your graphics card to actually twist it. Well, you see, when I was when I was fitting my um my graphics card this time, I actually couldn't get it into the case. <coughs> I had a um um uh, the problem problem was is my 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 PC case has this line of like plast a plastic bit, so. Um, where you would normally screw the cards into place. Yeah. The idea being that instead of screwing them into place, you can just push this catch on this plastic thing and it will hold it in place by covering where it needs to be. Except for the fact that, of course, that this thing creates a barrier between you and the actual where the card would naturally sit. Right. And because the graphics card is so long, I couldn't angle it in in such a way that it could safely get behind the motherboards because they have that little sticky out metal bit that has to rest alongside the edge of the motherboard yeah. so that went in the right place whilst getting the nodge the now really quite chunky block of metal that needs to like slot into that bit where you're supposed to screw it in so it all lined up in the right place so in the end i had to figure out how to unscrew that plastic bit and just took it off because it's like then put it in and fastened it the old way it's mm. like my case is trying to be helpful but it just made things really hard yep i think it seems like cases have come along i really like my old case but it's quite old now uh but uh, they seem to have come on quite a long way like they're some of the they're very expensive but like the corsair designs are freaking insane yeah i mean that's what i mean i wish like they'd got better and the pricing structure had sort of it like like it the good cases have become the norm so that they weren't so crazy expensive because mm. my one's okay um it, it has some niceties over my, over the last one i got and it was about the same price as the last one i got and yes yeah. um you know like for instance i don't have to screw my hard drives in place because there's like a nice plastic catch for doing it instead um which is quite useful um it's still not very good at managing cables and then um it still has the traditional power supply up to the top design yeah, which, some, which, some, too, which yeah. some are ditching now, isn't it? It's, like it's unusual now. Yeah, most yeah. of them have them at the bottom now. Some of them have them like the, the crazy Corsair one has it in like a different 
like airflow section mm. so it's not even in the same uh, i just struggled that unless you get a really really big case now there's yeah. just all you're just always going to get lost in cables yeah you it's, do, like, it's yeah. a real pain in the ass like trying to feed the cables around the graphics card because yeah. that the graphics card sort of just basically butts onto the back of my hard drives which yeah, isn't ideal too. but that's i don't really have a choice that's where it has to sit in that case so all the cables coming out of the hard drives are against the pcie cables of the thing and then there's like the ide cable comes roughly around there as well for where it's you have an help. ide cable yeah there's an ide cable in there for what um i think my dvd drive is still IDE. oh right okay ancient i can't remember wrong with that oh, i might have just left it in there in case i wanted to plug something in right yeah fair <laughs> enough. it's like i'm never going to be able to get at this socket before let's just put a cable there <laughs> yeah just keep a cable loose in there it's just attached <laughs> Actually, that probably is it <laughs> yeah probably that's a good idea, actually. <laughs> I think I think motherboards still come with ID. Yeah, they do. For some reason, still. Well, because well, yeah, I suppose I've got caddies now for my hard drives that are ID drives, but I see you can just USB it. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe PC design needs to have a slight shake up. But then the problem with doing that is then all of a sudden people need to start building all of their components to this new design. And it's, yeah. But it's sort of, I remember, do you remember like mini ATX, I suppose, was trying to do that, weren't they? Like to say, hey, let's, yeah. let's, 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 let's rationalize some of this. Let's get rid of what we don't need and make everything smaller and neater. And yeah, that never really took off. Well, they? you it's, get it's, home theater PCs are built with, kind of, they made, just mini ATX or something. Sort of, yeah. But it never quite became the, the game changer. I think no. they, they'd intended. Yeah. No. They have a use. I'm not, not disputing that, but it's just... It's not quite, yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah, I always, I remember being hopeful that it's just like, oh, just imagine if all our PCs were smaller. It's one of the weird things, isn't it, I guess, about tech, isn't it? Like, PCs just... We're still used to just having these ridiculously chunky boxes. Giant boxes. Although, looking at inside mine, like, it used to be, you know, mostly empty space inside my PC box. Now my cooler is so fucking massive that yeah. it's, like, mostly full of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you do have that crazy cooler. And mine is mostly empty space, but <laughs> apart from where the card, the graphics card sits, but... Yeah, depends what you want, I suppose. That Corsair case is super cool, though, because it's got, like, a whole... St- side area for cables so all the cables go through these little uh, grommets and like all go behind so oh, when you look neat. inside it's like all clean and they're coming out of these little uh, rubber hole type that's things. kind of neat yeah. it actually kind of keeps them in the right place I suppose yeah. when you need to move they're the kind rest of behind of them the board yeah. yeah it's quite nice does mean you have to have both sides open if you want to actually rewire yeah, anything yeah. Or... yeah I think it's a bit of a bitch to set up but uh, it's still pretty cool so X-Bone. X-Bone. Yep. Woo! So, what, so what, what shortening are we going for? X-Bone. X-Bone. X-Bone has now established itself. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm quite happy with that. That was my kind of favourite one of the lot. Like, <laughs> what, were the other, what were the alternatives? Well, the Jeff Gersman's description was the zone. Just drop the B. So oh, it's the X-O-N-E. And it's that's like, too cool sounding. Yeah, I know. <laughs> perhaps they should have just called it that. The zone. But then it sounds a bit like the Zoon. And they perhaps didn't want to be associated with that marketing-wise. And like the old old Microsoft zone. <laughs> oh yeah, MS- MSN zone. Yeah, oh yeah. Zone. Uh, I suppose they want us to call it X Bun. Could you just call it? <laughs> yeah, That's X-Bun. not how it's spelled. I know, but you know, pronounce it like that. X Bun. 
Do they want it so that because everyone calls the three sixty the three sixty? So are they thinking that we're going to start calling it the one? The one. Like, like no, that's not going to happen. Uh, it's not like people call one. the Wii the U, do they? They call it the. They actually just do just call it the Wii U. But that's true. But that's short. short well, that's also because it's actually kind of important like to distinguish word. that quite a lot. <laughs> well, I know, but if you were just calling it the U, then, then that would be really confusing a conversation. <laughs> hey, U, what do you think of the U? Are you going to go on the U now? <laughs> I don't know. We would ban that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess that is sort of the same. But no, we are going to play on the Wii. But, but don't you want a U? No, we want a Wii. <laughs> but people have been dropping Xbox from 360, which was quite convenient. You, mm. Everyone knew what we meant when you said the game on 360. Now it's going to be on, on the Xbox. Yeah. On on Xbox. Just... On Xbox. Yeah, that'd be fine. I'm, that, I'm okay with people calling it Xbox. Well, that's that... not clear if it's on the new one or the old one. Yeah, but that will happen eventually. Yeah, I, but, but but the question is by this point how used to how used will everyone be to how used yeah. <laughs> that was a great sentence how much will people already be used to calling it the X-Bone before they before the 360 goes away enough that you, you can just go back to calling it the Xbox <laughs> I'm more I'm more annoyed about the fact that we can't now call the original Xbox the Xbox One like out of convenience, like we have to now refer oh, yeah. to it as original Xbox, like specifically. Yeah, the old Xbox. You know, we had that discussion a couple of weeks ago about you know Apple marketing and how you have to like be really weirdly specific about the gens, and that becomes confusing. But at least, at least here there are actually a name different. There is actually a name difference still. Yeah, but it's just like you still got to be that little bit careful. It's the original Xbox. Or well, you could always... Or, or, or people are just going to start calling this Xbox 3. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's like Xbox 360, only 60 less. Yeah. Or so 60 and 100 less. Do you think it's a bad name? Well, or not, or a I don't know. I, I sort well, of... it goes against the classic theory of why the PS3 was still the PS3, where it's like, the numbers go up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like... So now you've got like... Up to 360 and then down to one. <laughs> it's like right. I know what they were trying to do because it does kind of fit with what they were trying to pitch yeah. at the god awful reveal. That was yeah. the idea. But, 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 and this is the problem it's not genuine. The whole the, the concept is flawed because it's actually just a lie. The Xbox One. All right, so how are we going to get this to work with your. Your TV solution. Oh well, you still need your cable cable box. All right, so this is the Xbox Two, and it's like, oh well, but you know, we haven't put a massive hard drive in there. So what happens if I run out of space? Well, you can plug extra hard drives in. Three, four, five, six. Yeah, it's like, they could. The one box to rule the ball <laughs> theory no way doesn't they, really work. There's no way they could do anything about the cable box situation because every fucking cable company has a box well, and they, they have their own proprietary like delivery method well, I mean, or whatever. That's the thing. I'm I'm surprised they. Did this whole TV cable box link up thing because surely the future is internet TV. Well, yeah, here we go. This is the thing. This is the but, big thing. But going back to the name though, before we get into yeah, that, yeah, yeah. one is okay. Actually, it is one to rule them all, isn't it? Rather than one to do it everything. Controls them. It controls yeah. everything. That was their pitch, and they I want guess, everyone yeah. to consume all their media through something Microsoft branded. Yeah, that they have control over. Even though it's not really through it, it's just literally through it. And literally through it. But they can they can listen while you're watching things through <laughs> it and control they? what's going on. They can bring up things on the fucking screen if they, they want. Call it the Overlord. Yeah, it's a, the Xbox Overlord. Well, that's effectively what they're saying, isn't mm. it? 
<laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Let's get into it. Like it's weirdly backwards. Yeah, and it's okay. like for for starters, this is the possibly the worst console reveal. I think I've ever seen. I don't like, know. PS3 was pretty hilariously terrible. It, but at least they showed stuff that you were kind of interested in. That's true. This everything that they they, they sort of pitched at. You know, at least half the show was television focused. Let's be honest. And that half of the television <laughs> focus is completely irrelevant to us because it would never happen. <laughs> well, yeah, it's unlikely to happen in the UK because of the companies we have. Yeah, and it's unlikely to. Um, well, it's it's unlikely to work in the way that they've advertised anyway, let's put it that way. It's unlikely to take off in that bigger way, I think, unless it, unless they do factor it in with internet television techniques. If, for instance, I could like put iPlayer on it and the speech of Connect lets me say, hey, I want to watch BBC One now, and iPlayer knows to take over that and go to BBC One Live. What, rather than... As opposed to plugging a Skybox in and having that switch to BBC One. Well, yeah. That's what I, they're envisaging, isn't I it? I know, but Sky, where I was going with that, I guess when I said um, because of the companies we have in this country, Sky don't let you do fucking anything without paying more for it. Right. So, like, I have Sky. I have a Sky subscription. They have, they added on-demand stuff to the Skybox, which at first was called Anytime Plus, and in order to get that, you needed to be a Sky and Sky Broadband customer. Right. They've now since restrict, released those restrictions, so you can get some programming for, on demand through the box, which right. is quite nice. And they've now opened up, like, you know, the BBC, ITV, Channel 4, and all that stuff, now have catch-up apps on, on the Skybox, which is really cool. However, as soon as you get into the domain of using anything on a box that isn't your Skybox... You're in, in for a world of hurt. There's a free service called Sky Go, which is shit. Because it basically means you can put stuff on a device. You can fire up a device like an iPad and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And then um, some, a very limited selection of Sky stuff can be watched through there. I mean, you don't get any of the terrestrial yeah. channels through it. It's only Sky's own channels, um, which you can watch live through this yeah. thing. If you want to watch on-demand stuff on on a, on a device like this, you have an incredibly limited selection, and some of it you still have to pay for mm-hmm. in a rental sort of agreement to get. And it's like, this is bullshit. I get all, I get more value from an on-demand <coughs> service for free. Yeah, yeah. From the terrestrial channels. Yeah, and it's like, I don't what get this. Yeah, you have to pay an additional five pounds a month to gain access to those things rent-free. And it's like, I'm already paying for this shit. So, I, you know, <laughs> I, went, I went as out, in, out of curiosity, fired up the Xbox and fired up the Sky app on the, yeah. on the 360. Is that even worse than the iPad? Um, it's, yeah, it follows all the same rules and is just a pile of crap. And right. you can't watch in, stuff in HD over Sky's internet services. But that's know. just it. Coming back to the Xbox, it's like you were saying you can't... They restrict you unless you're using their... Skybox, but with the Xbox One, that's the idea, isn't it? But would it? It will be using the Skybox. Uh, no, 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 but would it? Because, like, would, it, would, uh, does the Skybox support, like, control messages over HDMI? That's we the don't question. Know. Um, is the Skybox going to, is the, you know, I, am I literally going to be able to say something to the Xbox and it be able to tell the Skybox to work fine? Or is it when I just say to the Xbox, switch to TV, that it's just going to act as an HDMI switcher, you know? I think, well, the, the, their demo is, like, it can control the cable box over HDMI, and apparently the fallback is IR Blaster tech. The classic. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. It's literally got a port in it. It's so dumb. It's dumb, but, I mean, that would work. It would work. Right? So you could say, 
uh, watch Xbox, watch BBC One, and it would switch your Skybox to BBC but One. But this all sounds like the, the vagueness <coughs> and weirdness of all of this sounds like it should be some ridiculous bit of tech that some rich guy perhaps puts into their yeah. entertainment so to, solve a, to solve a problem that isn't really that, no that one has. big a problem. Like, that was the main thing. They were like, who is such a pain switching sources on your TV? Like, who wants to do that when or it's like... Get, uh, like, maybe <coughs> like five, ten years ago, I might have agreed with them because the menus on televisions weren't great. The, the menu on my television isn't great. Oh. Um, my Samsung. But they've got so much better in the last few years, like just being able to switch between you know which, which HDMI port you're using. Like even the LG TVs that are like five years old, something like that. When you want to switch source, they put a massive menu on screen yeah. where the boxes are about the size of my open hand that say, hey, do you want to go to this input? And I'm like, yes. It's like, that, that solved the problem, which they're trying to address. To be honest with you, if I was a TV manufacturer and I was making a remote in this day and age, I would have a freaking button for each bloody source. Mm. I mean... Maybe, I, yeah, yeah. You could even dispense with the with the freaking numbers if necessary. A lot of TV companies do Bluetooth apps now for... Um, yeah. Not Bluetooth, so... Well, yeah, it probably is Bluetooth, but they do apps for your phone. Um, right, so yeah. you can just control them more directly through the... Well, that's okay. ...for an app on yeah. your phone. But uh, I guess the idea with the Xbox is you don't need a remote at all. But uh, I don't. I, it seems to me that even if you could control your Skybox through the Xbox One, I don't think Sky would like the way that Xbox One will provide you a full program guide in Microsoft Metro Vision yeah, yeah. and completely bypass their guides and their. Yeah, whole... I def- I, yeah, I think they've obviously wrangled a really, a really good deal with Comcast to let them to do that stuff. Normally, it's mm. like because well, that's probably just another feature that won't appear in any other country apart from the US. Well, the thing, just be like, they, there's no way Microsoft's feature. going to pull down all the programming information for every. Well, that's that's the their plan. That's what they're claiming. For every country. Yeah. This is the thing. I can't. I can't trust any of that until we know exactly what's happening. Because all yeah. we saw, the only allusion that we have to allusion, wrong word. The only clue that we have that they're going to work with Sky. That was the right was word, wasn't it? Allusion. Allusion. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think maybe. that is the right word. I don't know. <laughs> the only clue that we have is that um, when they were saying all of the, all of the content providers that they've partnered with, um, and there was that that wall of logos came yeah, up. Yeah. Sky was on there. Well, yeah. Um, you know, and but then there were things like Hulu and like yeah, all, yeah. all these other. Most of them are American brands and stuff like that, but. How are they going to work? Are they just going to be like apps that you put on the one that the Connect is um, capable of you voice controlling? You know, cause, cause to be honest, if it does that, then fine. You know, if it if it ha- if I have the ability for to jump to an app really quickly that can deliver my television through the internet, then actually all of this stuff with cable boxes and stuff that's like that will thing. hopefully just become irrelevant in That's time. the thing. But that's what they didn't talk about. That's what we wanted. Yeah. I mean... I want to be able to just jump... Well, they did sort of say movie, but it's like yeah. presumably that was playing movies through the Xbox's built-in movie player. Yeah. It's like, what I want to know is like, or oh, can I do that if I have a Netflix account? Can yeah, I, Can I exactly. jump to jump to my film in Netflix. I mean, apparently the Netflix uh, app for the Xbox, at least in America, is pretty good, and a lot mm. of people use it. But whether it'll be fully integrated in that way, uh, I don't know. But it's it, it's I'm not sure it People be. still say the PlayStation version is where it's, it's at. It's better, right, yeah. okay. Because it's just, the, that's just it, isn't it? Who gives a shit about live TV anymore? Like, oh, no, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I like live TV. I, <laughs> I, st- I, still, I still have it. I don't, I don't watch much of it, but I like the fact that you can when when something big is on. Yeah, that's true. Having live TV 
or the, at least the ability to watch it mm. when I want to. It, it has weight. I like yeah, it. Yeah, sure. You know, like when okay. the Olympics was on. Nothing, yeah, nothing yeah. compares to watching that on a live broadcast. Well, that was pretty Eurovision good. Eurovision the... to a lesser extent, you know, uh, quite... Yeah. To be fair, though, the, with the Olympics, the, uh, the <laughs> live... did a whole the, shit out of it, didn't they? The <laughs> internet broadcast, live broadcast, was f- so well done. It was freaking incredible. You could watch anything. Uh, although, you know, absolutely, the, probably the BBC One commentary we've probably had... Um, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> the best commentators. Well, yeah. yeah. them for the. Well, yeah, and a lot of the secondary streams weren't HD unless you were on Sky because those Sky had like, well, they had like ten extra HD channels assigned to the Olympics. You could watch them Something the like. secondary streams in HD on the on the website broadcast though, couldn't you? I think they were HD. I, I watched remember. a lot of it. So I, I, yeah, I had trouble with that. I think right. I couldn't. I couldn't remember finding the option. I did oh, try right. It, okay. Maybe it was. Just maybe it was some death. of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it had the option. That tech was really good. But yeah, anyway, yeah, the effort they went to for the Olympics was bonkers. Hella impressive. Super awesome. Um, but yeah. The, do you know what I mean? I just think it's it's weird that they're chasing this concept that is incredibly difficult to broker and will just eventually become irrelevant. Yeah, it's like, well, well, like, straight so, away. So if they do partner with Sky right now, what about Virgin Media customers? Like, yeah. You know, they're going to be shit out of luck. What about UView, which is rapidly growing at the moment? It's like, they surely they have to integrate with that as well somehow. It's like, they, all they've done is given themselves a monumental task. Everyone of getting in enterprise this all to software work knows it's all about the integration. Yeah, it's, and they've just given themselves the biggest integration job in entertainment. It's freaking crazy. It's like, no, sorry, I don't buy it. I think it's... And it's like, I, live TV, I mean, it's cool to have stuff, but it is definitely, I mean, th- there's been some fascinating numbers from, you know, but Google are basically doing an experiment with their Google Fiber, mm. where they can take a small town in America and give them almost free, fastest internet in the world. Mm. Uh, go to work, It was Kansas City, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ahead of this insane. And then, then they watch the numbers. And you can see that they don't watch, they, 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 they watch Netflix all the time now, all mm. those people, and they don't watch so much. Uh, yeah, the network telly is, yeah. is, is, is going away. It's going way down, yeah. It's, it is really interesting because, yeah, I'll be honest, I spend most of most of my Sky usage is record something off Sky, go back and watch it later. later yeah. So, you know, I'm, I, I, the majority of my use is essentially an on-demand style of watching things. It is more convenient. It is the future. It's, it's just how it is. But, but yeah, I don't think you could ever ever get away from their need for their to be to be live TV. Fair enough. I think I think we're a very long way away from there. Not just like technologically but kind of culturally as well of that becoming um yeah absolutely because it is normal. absolutely ingrained in the yeah, culture exactly. telly as it were you know live stuff you exactly. want to be there when it happens there's there is a uh, there is a thing that you can't quite put your finger on i suppose mm-hmm. there is a um that creates moments so now that we've talked for like half an hour about something that's completely irrelevant to us, we actually move it's on to the relevant, rest of the It's not relevant to Rob, is it? It is, because it's so, not going to happen. <laughs> we only spent like 10 minutes talking TV. The rest of it was all the other crap. So the, um, during the presentation, I mean, uh, that was the first thing they kind of showed was the, the insane, quite impressive speed at which you could switch between these functions. Yeah, and for as much as that might be actually real. That's, well, that's definitely going to be real. But the question well, is... The, the thing happening is going to 
be real, whether it will be that fast. I reckon it will be. Because that's what they've put all this work into, because they've got that yeah. whole operating system. Basically, you've got Windows running in two gigs worth of the freaking RAM yeah, in I mean, order to run all these apps and stuff and switch between them I mean, quickly. We've got to take it with a little bit of a pinch of salt that it is the initial demo. Yeah, sure. You know, because the initial Connect demos look, apart from look at the underside of the Avatar shoe, <laughs> looked, look, yeah. <laughs> the, the, you know, apart from that, most yeah. of the initial Connect demos ended up looking quite a lot better than reality, than, yeah. than how it actually performs. <laughs> and that demo he did was, I just thought it was really dumb. Though, where it's like, now I'm going to do something in the menu. Now I have to walk three steps to the left. So I'm standing in front of the, the theoretical camera. Connect sensor if it's even there, or whether this is just a- <laughs> just a demo. Thing. Well, you know, at least at least he did do that. Because it adds some level of genuine. Yeah, but why you keep walking backwards and forwards all the time? <laughs> Just stay there. Because he's not. Because then he, when he gestured, it might have fucked everything up. Well, I didn't notice that all of the Microsoft speakers were very uh, pace left two steps, pace right two steps, rinse and repeat. Put your hands out like you're holding a football. It's because they're not natural presenters and they've had media training, and that's what they've been yeah, told. Yeah, everyone to do. does that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not just a natural like a speaker who does it all the time it's always on stage like an actor or something mm. then that's just the way they look yeah it was just it was very it looks very robotic it doesn't look natural but it looks better than it would have done if they hadn't had any media training <laughs> at all it was, the, it was the lady that was doing the presentation about the Halo TV oh, the water show the watercooler lady yeah <laughs> Yeah, the water it's like it dispenses yeah. fresh, clean water. Fantastic! It's what I always wanted in a console. <laughs> I can. I don't need to go to the kitchen for a drink. I, I can just ask my console for a drink, and it dispenses it to my face. Xbox water. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. That was, yeah, that's what <laughs> a giant robotic arm comes out of the ceiling and just like, hooks me up to a water IV or something. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. That, that's one that they were saying on Reddit was simply that uh, Steam is totally screwed because it won't let you watch TV on your TV. Uh, you can't tell it to go home and it's not a water cooler. <laughs> God damn it. That stuff is pretty dumb. I mean, at least they did show more of the interface in action. I think the biggest, if you know I me, mean, more than... I mean, I know it was, it's, it's hard to compare to the PlayStation thing because, you know, it was in comparatively really early days. They, they um, didn't really show that much of, like, normal live stuff like um, Avatars and, like... No, Avatars didn't exist, which or, was interesting. Or, or, like, I don't know, managing your fr- con- all the general <laughs> they showed, stuff. They showed the old blades and they were like, <laughs> look at this new shit. Oh, wait, no, we're not going oh, that new shit. <laughs> Here's a video. But no one ever shows you how you're going to manage the console, do they? No, I suppose. They don't go, oh, right, here's how you delete the information about a specific Halo save. They didn't really no show the home no. page, though, or anything. The dash, like, yeah. They just show the the, well, they well, showed not... the, like, giant, here's what you were last playing, click here to yeah, continue, and, and, and which and is last, really cool. Your, the last three apps you were using before yeah. that as well, and the that sort of personalised right bar as well. But, I mean, that's but, about as much as Sony showed, only, I guess, in the Sony's case, it was just a screenshot rather than live. Yeah. They you know what I mean? With the cheesy guy. The, bit, yeah. the, well, the only thing we have to go on is that here's the, is that they said, here's the familiar interface that you know and love. Yeah. And it's like, well, hang on. Does that mean it's still covered <laughs> does in Does that ads? mean it's still shitty? Yeah. Does that mean it's still covered in adverts whenever I browse away from... At least the home screen is a bit more in the direction of what I was sort of... You know, what I've always complained be. about it being that when I turn the console on, the primary the primary thing I want to do is consume my content. Yeah, but and there's it's... no proof that that's actually what your home screen's going to look like. That might have been the, this is the no ads version, because there no, aren't no ads yet. <laughs> that was also a great <laughs> <laughs> 
the yeah, NA. Tr- true, but you know, it's like <laughs> it was just that phrasing that made me worry a little bit. Yeah, because like, okay, if they so think they're old interfaces of something that people yeah. like, then uh, <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? Like, yeah. The NXE was definitely the best uh, Xbox. Dash, yeah, definitely. In my opinion, it's like, I don't really have a problem with the layout of the new one. It's just that I. I just wish it didn't have adverts in there, and that we you know when I broved to like broved. Today's <laughs> <laughs> a good day for words. <laughs> what the fuck? Go, um, bro, I hear games, for instance, that it would like show, it would present them to me a bit like the apps on our phone does. You know, where it just goes, I'll go to a game section. There's the games apps that I have, yeah. and yeah. then one of those would be the option to actually Windows Eight does this really quite well, I think, because the things you have in your start screen are, is stuff you have. Stuff you can use. And then there's, if you want other stuff, you go to Windows Store, and then you enter the world of advertising and yeah. and, and you know app searching and stuff like that. What, what exactly is wrong with that model? Well, maybe we don't know they're not doing Insufficient it. advertising. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with that model? Right. Everyone wants more advertising. I think a lot of people have been sort of, sort of hinting, like from what I've been heard, the word is that perhaps Microsoft is under a, a, lot, of, a lot of pressure from publishers this season round because it's, the 360 is kind of arguably the most uh, successful console of the yeah. three this generation you know it feels like it's one um, just just yeah yeah but it's but it does it does have so i wonder if like to i mean this comes into the used game argument and all that stuff as well which we'll get onto perhaps in a bit but whether microsoft it is, has, has felt like it's been pressurized by its providers yeah. Or the people that it works with, perhaps to compromise on some of its design decisions to say, hey, we need to. EA sort of goes, hey, we want to put Battlefield 3 on your home screen. How much is that going to cost us? And Microsoft's like, they don't be pressured, me. Though. If they're the winners, why should they be the ones under pressure? They should be able it's to weird, dictate to the. Publishers. Well, maybe that's why. You know, well, maybe the publishers the, think that, that it's. It's because like, the biggest publishers that make the biggest games on the biggest console, they're obviously more demanding. It's like the lesser yeah. companies that do stuff on other places. Like yeah. the, the, anyone that works with Nintendo are just like, thank God we've still got Nintendo to put our shitty games out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sadly, it's it's true. maybe they don't. You know, maybe they. Yeah, maybe they care, care less about other platforms if they're like not doing what they want to do. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. It's a. It's just. It was just a thought that I thought maybe you know maybe there's some truth in that. And then like the next bit of the press conference was another bit that was completely irrelevant. Sports. Oh. <laughs> that, yeah, the the EA and NFL segments were the shittest things I think I've ever seen in a well, like, yeah. in like a. That's just happened before, though. But you know, the NFL thing. How no long was that? Was that still? That was, was like that five was... minutes of people saying, "Hey, you're going to have a great experience with this." Not telling you what this is. <laughs> it, it wasn't like it literally wasn't aimed at us at all. It was aimed at an American TV audience, like Homer Simpson. Yeah. That's what that was basically aimed at. But it's, look, do you see the? Um, uh, um, there's been a number of videos about it that come online about like. Um, Kyle Bosman from Game Trailers, for instance, was saying one of the things he wanted them, Microsoft to do was to get a thesaurus because <laughs> they need to stop saying the words content and experience. Which... No, that's very deliberate. It's pro- NL neurolinguistic programming. They say it over and over again to lodge it in your fucking no, brain. No, all it does is become, all, all it becomes, becomes <laughs> is annoying really quick. And so yeah. there's so like clips on the, on the internet you can go find of that's just them saying content and experience. And it's like, if you think this was a one hour show, Actually, quite a large percentage of the show With can be made of just saying the words content and experience. Yeah. And then they mean nothing. They're buzzwords. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, they don't mean anything. But so, 
I think we got some nice stuff out of the presentation, but you could condense that into five minutes. So shall we do that? Yeah. So <laughs> the good thing is we got to see the box. Okay. I mean, there's something nice. Let's in talk about the to... cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, cool stuff. I actually think the box looks pretty cool. I like, like the box. It's a bit bigger. It reminds but... me of the original Xbox, which I liked. Yeah. <laughs> the giant chunk of... It's basically a home theater PC. Yeah. I, I like the fact that inside the box, there is a giant fan, and bigger fans are quieter. <laughs> yes, they seem to have been making... Uh, yeah, most stuff about their hardware design, at least, all sounds good. It's definitely, it's... It definitely is less powerful than the PS4, but it won't be noticeable for yeah, a long time. It's a tiny, tiny difference, and it's mostly in the RAM department, and... Well, and as you said earlier, that sort of two gigs ish that's been well, it's sort of like assigned the to the OSs. It's which, the overhead of basically Windows or yeah, whatever it is, which is going to be bigger than the PS4's operating system, yeah. no yeah. doubt. Well, with the possible exception of their video encoding side, which may presumably take up a reasonable chunk. You know, the always well, the always have its own feed that's got its own chip, hasn't it? It's it depends. Got... But it depends if that chip is just used for the encoding side and it's actually being stored in RAM. Those kind of questions we don't know. But yeah, maybe. Don't know where. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, know. But yeah. So you know, it is going to be very slightly slower than the PS4, but in the in multi-platform games, it's probably not going to be an issue because no. you know they will always build so it works the same. It'll on. be interesting to see because uh, during the last generation, like it was because the PS3 was so hard to develop for, despite the PS3 being arguably more powerful, it was often the case that the 360 version looked a bit better or ran a bit better. And I, I think this will be like they, they were quite close. Like yeah. if you look at, like, I mean, remember, yeah, there are some, there are some. You know, the key examples for those were Skyrim, where it had that fatal bug that, right. stopped, that stopped the PS4, PS3 version from running after a while. Um, the, the Fallout games aren't so hot on PS3. Um, yeah, uh, the was it Devil May Cry apparently has frame rate issues on PS3 that it doesn't have on Xbox in a couple of places. I still think that game looked great on PS3, but you know. Wasn't it GTA 4 was arguably a tiny bit better on PS3? Possibly? Yeah, that, that's the opposite. I, mean, there, I think, I think some... GTA was better on PS3. But there yeah. were some, definitely some fluctuations. I mean, it was because uh, I used to I read those Digital Foundry articles and they do these face-offs and, and 360 mm. would win quite a lot of the time. Yeah, interesting. Well, Final but, Fantasy 13 was another one in yeah. PlayStation's favour. The Xbox port was pretty terrible. Right, that's interesting. Well, that's probably because they start they ported yeah. from <laughs> PS3. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, uh, I, I have a feeling that this generation, the PS4 will win out slightly on every multi-platform game, which not, most people won't care about. But it's quite nice to know that you have the marginally superior version. Yeah, there is there is always that feeling, isn't there? Of course, always. nowadays it's just the PC version is the massively <laughs> superior version. Yeah. But, yeah. but if it's a console multi-platform, like Red Dead, was that on PS3? Yes. Yes. Then, uh, oh, that was the one where it ran fine, but had all the the PS3 version was the one that suffered from all the mysterious memory swapping glitches. Oh yeah, she'd have like flying people and yeah, that was awesome. And um, <laughs> important characters being acted by dogs. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to the Xbox One. So yeah, I, you know, I, cool. I, I quite like you know I quite like the look of I like the look of all of the hardware actually. It's got the the, train, the, new... uh, the uh, grab loader thing. Yeah, slot a slot loader. Slot loader. Um, Blu-ray drive over here or there, but yeah, Blu-ray drive is nice. It's oh, I thought that was interesting because that's sort of you know it's interesting to see that Microsoft kind of conceded in a way that uh, yeah. you know I sort of a bit of me was thinking well they're just going to go entirely digital aren't they with this this gen and it's like well no, no they still they still believe in disk-based media even if they're not going to use them after the install which leads to the other 
mildly disappointing fact that the hard, the hard drive is only 500 gigs. Yeah. It's like, I think most people had their money on terabytes all round, like mm-hmm. put at least a one in there. Yeah. Um, we don't know the size of the PS4 one yet, um, but I would assume it's going to be a one terabyte. Probably but, one terabyte. Um, also, no, as far as we know, no capacity for upgrading that hard disk. No, that's that's out. a shitter because the PlayStation got that so right. Yeah. In there, because at most for most people, you, they're ne- they're never going to try it. No. Like, they're never going to toy it. So you're no. only you're really only appealing to a small portion of the populace, I suppose. But. For that portion, it's it was an amazing function. I mean, yeah. my, my, my brother recently bought a PS3, and that was the first thing he did was going right. This the hard drive that's come with this isn't going to be big enough, so I, he bought a cheap, uh, a relatively cheap but bigger laptop hard drive. Let's put it in there. Problem well, solved. Yeah, sorted. It's like it's yeah, well, that's great. It's Do we know if they're doing great. the same thing for PS4? We don't know yet. But, okay, hopefully. But I, just seriously, yeah, that was the best thing because like being locked into the ridiculous. <laughs> Proprietary Microsoft hardware uh, hard, hard drives of the 360 was possibly the worst hardware thing about the 360, apart from the Red Ring of Death. Yeah, it but was pretty bad. Only learned recently that there was that the, the expense of those things was because of Nvidia licensing, um, Nvidia royalties because of the Xbox backwards compatibility features, because that required the use of the hard drive. There was some Nvidia licensing deal that meant that the hard drives had some of the cost of the hard drive had to go to nvidia oh that's bullshit it's weird isn't it okay that's crazy yeah okay i only learned that recently it's like well that kind of explains a bit yeah um so yeah and uh, the connect for for you know for all the you know weirdness and whether or not it's going to have much gameplay impact or not the new connect does actually look a lot Better it in terms cool. of its capabilities. Cube. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, it looks fine as a as a thing. Like, it's probably easier to fit into people's living rooms. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's actual capabilities. Those, oh, yeah, those yeah, skeletal yeah. demos looked far more accurate yeah, than anything we've seen better. from the old Connect. And... 1080p. It's got that wide angle lens, so that your smaller rooms should be okay now. Yeah, and taller people. And you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm, you know, I tech from a technological standpoint, the Connect is still an impressive piece of kit, and it's. It would be interesting to see when, if you know, people found hit the limitations of the first connect quite fast. I think, and it's yeah. like now that we've, they've expanded upon that. Well, I think it's how, interesting. How much can it be? The fact that you get you can guarantee that everyone that's got this console has one means you can use it. Yeah, you can use it. That's a big thing. Yeah, it's a big thing. It's also terrifying. Like the bloody thing, you can't. It's always listening, and you literally can't turn on the console without it plugged I think in. It got revealed a little bit this week that yes, you need it plugged in in order for the console to fire up. Yeah. But but what? there will be privacy options to let you turn off its monitoring capabilities when the system's not actually out of on. standby. So, right. you, so you can turn off like it's listening. So it doesn't listen to you when you're not using it. That kind I of was stuff. starting to feel like I need a little foot switch so I can turn it off at the mains when I'm not using it. Yeah, I, I, I'm i still dubious about that stuff. But I think for most people, it's not a big deal because really how much dodgy shit are you going to get up to in your living room? Yeah, but it's, just, it's just the idea. It's but it's just, just dumb anyway because the whole idea of it, it listens and then you can tell it to turn on when it's off. And that's just... You know what Connect does at the moment when it's just listening to an empty room? Random shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there is a worry about that. You know, it will get it gets confused when you're talking sometimes, and will just yeah suddenly move things. But presumably, the noise reduction in the microphone array and the improvement in the software could potentially mean Mitigate it's it. a bit better at understanding well, who's the, talking to it. The whole problem is still the problem of voice recognition, and I 
you know, I don't think it's improved that. I don't think the whole idea of voice recognition has got drastically that much better since the first connect to the second one. Like, what well, maybe the old regional have... accents and all that shit that people well, still have problems may have, with. I reckon they may have added restrictions, like, they can tell, like, by who's signed in at the moment that, you know, to expect the voice from them when, when you're sat in front of it. Because, well, well, you know, it can tie... I guess, but then it would still have to do... Then you'd have to train it, I suppose. Well, well not really. That was the point in the microphone array, that, you know, the original design of the Kinect was supposed to be that the Yeah, but it still has to link your can... voice to a... No, 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 but it can use... Apparently that was the point in it, it being an array of microphones, is that it can use... It can sort of work out where the sound is coming from, so therefore it can tie it to your face. Maybe that was, that was kind of the intention of having such a ridiculous array in the, or you know, several mics in the connector. First, it didn't work that well in the original connect, but that was the point. Hmm. Um, Does that annoy you at all that you can't, you won't be using your original connect? No, not really. Okay, I, you know, I'm I'm happy for an improvement. Let's put it that way. Cool. The original connect has served its need as much as I wanted it for really cool. and i still use it fairly regularly to use that fitness stuff cool um so for me the connect uh, don't have a problem with the old connect it's just okay. really nice to see a big jump yeah um the the the, the, the more worrying thing i think on the uh, on the connect front because most most of the privacy stuff could be solved by having, <coughs> having a decent privacy policy and yeah you know then they're legally bound to not collect that information yeah you know, for nefarious means um, Unless the FBI tell them to. Well, yeah, this is where things get more worrying, I guess. But Germany has ruled the Connect as a monitoring device. Yeah. So because it is. But yeah, as opposed to an entertainment device or right. or that kind of that kind of categorization of thing. And monitoring devices are technically banned often right. in Germany because it's like you know you're being you're being, they're being sold under a false pretense and that right. kind of stuff. So there's a chance that Germany could actually tip the scale um, yeah. in how Microsoft has to approach the use of this thing. That would be interesting. I think they know they've got their PR a bit fucked, like, especially after the conference. Like, the conference oh, yeah, was... all the post-conference stuff yeah. was totally and utterly It was a disaster. Up. I mean, the conference itself was... It wasn't for us, but it was very... It was slick enough, and it, it kind of did what it set out to do. But everything they've said since has been just so... No one, no, yeah, no one knows what the answer is, but then they've tried to give an answer. And the problem is, is people then have taken that as red. Yeah. And then, you know, actual fact, if you boil it down and you just sort of threw all of that out of the window, we actually probably know as much about the Xbox, if not a tiny little bit more, than we actually know about PS4, mm. with the exception of the game we lineup, well, which one, we know a lot more about PlayStation. <laughs> that's the one thing that's been annoying me most about seeing all the discussions, is that, like... That everyone goes on about oh, the Xbox used games situation. It's like, well, actually, we don't know what Sony yeah, yeah. is. <laughs> no one probably knows what the PlayStation is. They haven't said yes or no either way. So you can't take that as a counter argument. Like, no, obviously, the PlayStation's going to be a good person. <laughs> I, I think both of those are just waiting each other out. I bet they've like made it so they could probably handle any one of the rumoured options that have come about but are just sort of saying, well, who's going to blink first? Well, they don't have much time to wait it out at this point, especially if, the, if, especially if it's going to be like one of like any of the rumours that involve having to actually make more significant deals with retailers, like having GameStop have to phone phone a num like phone a serial code or whatever into Microsoft to reactivate a used game. That's going to take a long time yeah, to start. I, 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 they I don't have that, that long to I wait. I think all of that's going to be bullshit. <laughs> I think that's going to there'll be some activation code that will just be handled by the consoles themselves. I don't think GameStop and other yeah, why... will just need to get involved with that. There'll was... just be something when you put in a disc and try and associate it with your live account that it will just go. 
Uh, yeah, this belongs to someone else. You can transfer it, but it's going to cost you. Yeah, but then where did GameStop make the money? That's the whole point of that system. Is well, no, no, but, a, but that was game. This is what I mean. This is one of the theories that there was going to be like the fee would be quite small on the Microsoft side, like you know, a, a few dollars, say, to sort of to, to reassign the game, yeah. and some, of, and that's where the money that goes to the publisher. But, but people won't have that because it's a, like you're paying twice, and that was the worst possible thing ever. There's a bit of that. <laughs> well, ultimately, this is going to move. This is because Microsoft want to get in on, and you know, presumably everyone does, wants to get in on the Steam model, where there is no use games. Um, and, you know, it, there's, and I, I feel that if they made their digital distribution services or disk-based services, all their, you know, activation limitations, not, I mean, it is a step, it, you, I don't know quite how to word this. I mean, if all of that stuff was still convenient enough, then I don't really have a problem, per se, with the inability to play used games, maybe, because actually how much does it really affect us? Not a crazy amount. Some I people, mean, it is a step it's less, back. It's, I don't care, but some people only play used games. I don't know people. Well, it's not just the used That's, games, because it also overlaps into, like, <laughs> borrowing games and sharing games between yeah. your friends or whatever. Which That's the never, other thing that pisses me off. Which you're never really supposed to be able to do, like, from a legal standpoint. Anyway, it's always one of those things that's kind of been in the end-user agreements that you're not really supposed to do. But, I don't know about know, that. We've never exactly. really been stopped. I mean, like, you think about even movies or whatever, they're always, like... Not for public showing, and then that—that's like a really—that's really vague. That's a really dodgy definition because it's like, how many people are you going to fit in your living room before this oh, becomes illegal? This is one of the rumors that came out. You've—you've you've touched a nerve there. Apparently, like, there's a—I um, think it was Netflix or something that sort of hinted that they'll be doing this. That it can using the Connect, yeah, it will tech. work out how many people are sat in front of it watching a film. And if you've got too many people watching it, it classes it as being outside your agreement, yeah, and stops you from watching it until you pay a. Um, pay a pay a hike. That's nefarious use of connect. That's why I think where you're hitting some serious bullshit lines. And it's like because all you're doing at that point is reducing your consumer rights. Um, yeah. And it's like you will you can only go so far with this shit before people will rise up. Essentially, not not like in riot stuff. Rise up, but and you know break I mean? out the electrical tape, yeah. and like wrap the connecting. But yeah, you know there will come a point where people just aren't happy with it, and I think we're rapidly approaching that point. Yeah, they gotta watch their step. I mean, I'd be okay, I think, with Microsoft going down the Steam route. You know, you have to buy a game; it has to be associated with yourself. Um, if, yeah, I don't mind and Steam, there's two big they... ifs here if they were competitive with the sale type stuff that Steam did the and degraded prices at a rate that was um, similar to how retail does it because mm. um, that's the biggest problem with digital, digital distribution is that they don't lower their prices at the same speed as disc based copies do yeah. so people still buy the discs new discs at this reduced price mm. um, and secondly Steam has the massive advantage is that a, that a game you buy on Steam is more likely to be stand the test of time and be playable yep. past a console generation. Exactly. So, you know, stuff... It's We've hit a sort of phase in the Windows lifecycle that stuff that can run on XP generally runs on 7 and uh, 8 without a problem. You know, mm-hmm. stuff older than that, yeah, there was a major architecture change, blah, 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 blah. The Even older stuff, if it's, like, beloved enough, someone will mod it someone and make, will make it, it work. Good old games like, will take hold of it. And System Shock like, 2 just got released on Steam. Yeah, exactly, that kind of stuff. There'll always be a way into that stuff. And, you know, either way, even if it doesn't run on Steam, it's pretty much guaranteed it's going to last a lot longer than anything you could buy on a digital platform yeah. for a specific console. I don't know. I mean... 
obviously they've got rid of backwards compatibility now so <laughs> but yeah so that means anything I bought on XBlar if I haven't got it installed or, I mean the worry is when when do they turn off the servers you know what's their policy well, for when live goes down for instance do I um, it, you know it, they will like Steam presumably I can just download it wherever I want but it's like um, what's the policy going to be exactly well that was just like a bad choice on their end in the early game because they didn't think ahead to when that would happen. It's like with Steam, assuming you're still going to be using PCs that are approximately similar to how PCs work, in theory, the the, the idea of installing a piece of software and downloading shit over the internet is going to stay roughly the same. Mm. Whereas in the Xbox, it's like this very specific thing that links into a very specific box, and they plan ahead for the idea that the stuff on Xbox Live might still... Because it probably would still run on the new Xbox, anything on Xbox Live now, because it's not like... Well, apart well, I don't from know. That's, removing not, the that's, not, that's not true. But then that's, their, that, that's their mistake as well, because they made a specific architecture to make stuff work on Xbox Live, and then... Didn't it's, well, no, the it's, it's the processor and the processor. Yeah, yeah, it's the processor and the 360 a, is power PC, and they've moved to x86. You'd have to so recompile it if, yeah. if it was X and A for a start. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not impossible, but it does mean a re-release. Well, yeah, but I mean, just like, that could almost be automatic. Mm. No, that's entirely up to the game manufacturer yeah. or the game developer and all that stuff to go ahead and do all that stuff themselves. And they do it and if it didn't be... cost several hundred thousand pounds like it does to release patches on Xbox. Uh, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is the other thing that's <laughs> sort of... It's not been doing the rounds particularly loudly, I think, but that you know Microsoft is sticking with their patch policies. Yeah, the patch policies, the publisher policies, in that you need a publisher in order to get on Xbox. Unlike PS4's kind of indie uh, embracing indie. approach, where it's like you don't need a publisher, just Hooray. just talk to us, we'll get you on there. Awesome. And it's like PS4 is going to the PlayStation and Sony for a while have definitely been sounding out that they're going. They're going to support indie in a good way. Yeah, but they got they got who'd they get on Jonathan Blow on stage today, yeah. and he was like, "Hey, explosions! I love those, don't they?" <laughs> How about a game without those? Yeah, oh, super cool. They definitely send a message. Just the fact that they put him on stage doing that presentation yeah. sends a really cool message. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, 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 you're right in that the Microsoft press wasn't really it wasn't aimed at us, but. It just begs the question: Why wasn't it aimed at us? People who are watching yeah. that thing it's, aren't it's, going to be interested in Xbox for the The people who are going to watch a reveal statement about the Xbox are your current <coughs> customer base. It's basically, yeah, that's exactly true. It's basically the same as the PS3 reveal. Is the key? Uh, they, they were totally different, but the key issue is extreme. Is just arrogance. It's oh, like no, the, the Sony one was good because it actually, you know, they were saying, oh, what, well, it's going to be for gamers, right? So let's do some game stuff. <laughs> let's do a lot of game no, stuff. I mean, the old PS3. Oh, PS3 one. Yeah, no, you're right. The, exactly right. The roles yeah. are reversed. At that yeah. point, Sony was on top of the world. They and could, they thought that they could their do friends, anything the fuck they wanted. <laughs> they thought they had everyone who liked the PS2 in the bag, so they didn't have to even even talk Justify to it. them. Yeah. And that's the thing with Xbox. They think they've got everyone who plays Call of Duty all day. They've got them. They're automatically going to buy the Xbox One, so they don't even need to talk to them. That's what the arrogant feeling. They're like, we'll just go after the people that we haven't got. Well, right that was now. the one thing they did show, wasn't it? Call of Duty. Yeah, that's true. But you know what I mean. Like the hardcore gamer, they assumed that they they since they won the last console generation, they just assume they had them all in hand. It's frustrating because I've been trying to rationalise my feelings towards the two 
thing. I mean, none of it, again, at this point, none of it really holds water, I think, until the E3 conferences happen. Yeah. But at this point, I've been trying to rationalize my feelings towards it, because in a weird way, my mind is still saying, yay, Xbox, but I don't really understand why. why. Mm. It's like there's a certain... I've had a certain faith in Microsoft over the last generation, because they did so much right with the 360 that Sony kind of didn't do on the PS3. But like, maybe it was the state that they were in. Maybe it was because Microsoft re- knew at the time they were the underdog still and they had to really smash it, whereas PS3 were like, we're the kings of everything. Yeah. Maybe now those roles are reversed. So has the... Yeah, maybe uh, Sony realised they're going to have to work for it yeah, this time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe it's the one that, the one that's working for it. Maybe they're the ones to, uh, to uh, yeah. uh, come up with the best results every generation. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It doesn't... It didn't... It sort of worked for Nintendo with the Wii. <laughs> yeah, and like even back to the original PlayStation, they were the ones working for it. Nintendo thought they had it all mm. sorted, and then up comes they thought they'd killed Sega. Then Sony comes in, works hard, yeah. and tries to do something new. Yeah, so it's just it's, it's it's weird little things like the games I've wanted to play, like the platform exclusives. There's been more platform exclusives that I've been interested in on Xbox over PlayStation. Like, I don't really care about Infamous. I don't really yeah. care about Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. I don't particularly... You know, as, as, I agree. You know, as regarded <laughs> as those games are, don't really gel with me. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. They all, a lot of, let's be honest, a lot of Sony's mascot line and like their hit games, all pretty generic, kind of homogenized type material, aren't they? I mean, the exception is the, the Naughty Dog stuff. Uh, yeah, the, the, that is the exception. Like, you know, Uncharted is fantastic. And the last uh, of us Heavy Rain was... A, is a fantastic thing and you know i'm lo- really looking forward to both the last of us and beyond two souls yeah um which will hopefully be out incredibly soon um and I, you know i'm really looking forward to those but outside of that i'm not that fussed it's really occasional indie game isn't there yeah occasional like journey that journey you know, yeah journey and flower and that stuff but and of course uh, wipeout <laughs> yeah back in the day but even but you know that may, <laughs> That's may, that may go yeah um do you know what I mean? It's just it's yeah. the platform exclusives that I actually care about are sparse on the PlayStation. I think Xbox compared didn't to like win, the Halo, like, the Gears of War, exactly. The, you can't really beat those. The thing, the, the thing Forza, there is that. I mean, come on, Forza just beats GT hands down. <laughs> well, that's debatable for no, some people. No, not no, for us. Not even remotely for true. <laughs> but yeah, PlayStation had nothing to touch Halo. But but that's the interesting thing. Those two franchises, the shooters franchises uh, that were exclusive to Xbox, Halo and Gears of War, both of them, I kind of feel, for me, have wound down now. Yeah, well, Halo, you know, is still Xbox, but, you know, it's no longer Bungie, and Destiny is obviously going to be everywhere. Yeah. So, um, again, Supposedly not, again, not the, really an issue, because, you know, you can't really count that. It's going to be like just, just going to be everywhere. Destiny but, might be at the PS4 conference, I heard. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, it is everywhere, though. Um, yeah, so there's that, which makes me sort of naturally side a little bit on on the on the Xbox side. I yeah. have a little bit more faith in Microsoft delivering their online services to a higher standard than Sony's because they've just been le- they've just been streaks ahead of everyone they have. for the last generation all the time. Um, despite so like Sony's best efforts to catch up and things like that, they're you know the Xbox services just work better, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of the late gameplay of PS Plus. I mean, they, they, Microsoft have to do something about gold, surely. Right. About live gold. They have to... <coughs> there's got to be some value involved in this now, because currently... They, they love know, that revenue about, stream. Yeah. They love the revenue stream, but it no longer has meaningful value to the consumer. 
really. When you put it next to PS Plus, which is a hell of a really good value. Yeah. When you put the two next to each other, it's they're going to have to do something. And if they don't, that's going to just kill my faith somewhat. Um, also, I, and this may be the biggest one of all those top reasons, that controller. The Xbox controller, yeah, man. Yeah, so good. That's just... And we haven't talked about the new one, but it does look good. Well, like, well it doesn't need to change. There's tiny, this... slight improvements. <laughs> this is a little bit, I suppose, of the the Sony arrogant, the old Sony of old arrogance coming through, though. And it's like, right, what should we do with the controller? The same fucking thing. Yeah. And it's like, so but it's that's, the same. I'm okay with that because the, the controllers have kind of got to this point where it's like, okay, so maybe the the new one probably still doesn't have six axis esque controls. No. Probably still doesn't have like any kind of motion sensing at all. No, it doesn't. Um, but Really, how much did you use that and enjoy it in the PS3? Yeah, it's like not not much. Um, okay, cool. Being able to shake my head around in Little Big Planet was one thing, but I'd actually the, the occasional yeah. mini games in Killzone Two were okay. Yeah, like planting a um, having to do a rotational action to plant C4 or stuff because they have these weird rotary <laughs> attachment mechanisms it was it was kind of cool, but most of the time, yeah, completely unnecessary and not really important. It's, uh, but so what? What's what's the deal with the new controller? Slightly uh, so changed exactly, thumbsticks. Look it's exactly the same. Cool. Other than yeah, the thumbsticks look a bit more rugged. Um, apparently, there's a lot more steps to how they're, they're detected. If you yeah. So the I suppose the resolution is better of of the sticks is improved. Um, they're supposed to have tighter dead zones. Yeah. So which is nice. So well, that was one of the problems I found with this generation generations Xbox controllers is there was this. Um, they had a sort of dead drift. I don't know how you describe it, where the stick could sort of, over time, gain a lean. Yeah. Where it would get sort of stuck very slightly. Most of mine have done it to the left. Yeah. Now, so the stick will get sort of stuck, and it's possible to, for it to just hang to the left, and the console will pick that up. So if they've improved that, yep. the dead zone tightening, because if they haven't improved that, the dead zone tightening just means it's going to go wrong worse. more often. Yeah. So hopefully they've made the stick more rugged in that regard. I presume they um, have. They look they look more sturdy, but that's just, you know, press shots, I guess. Those press shots are always going to look like uh-huh. the best they possibly could. The bumpers are a bit more pronounced. I don't really yeah, know what they that made means, the bumpers a bit bigger. They're just, they're just bigger. And um, then they've got and this the new sticks trigger have thing. rumble in them. Yeah, the new the, trigger thing. The, the triggers, sorry. The triggers have rumble in them. So like I was saying to you, I, for a moment I got excited that it could like do variable resistance, resistance yeah. which would, I think, like you were saying, it would be uh, technically hard to uh, implement, but I think that would be a super cool feature that I'd never thought of before. But uh, there you go. But it's not. It's just it's just yeah. separate rubbers. I don't, I don't really know how that's going to really add to anything. Yeah. I mean, it might, I might, it might perhaps be a different way of, say, <laughs> you know, detecting in your right finger, finger maybe when the, your gun's about to run out of ammo. That you know, normally they normally do that. They do it with like an audio cue. Yeah. At the moment, like the gun will start ticking when it's running out. In like gears. I think gears yeah. started. Gears have the ticking. Yeah, thing. that was cool. But imagine if you could have that variable resistance thing. You could have like a hard resistance at first, and then give way for a for a, for a trigger, or like uh, it low at first and like getting harder as you squeeze for a throttle, mm. and programmatically change it on the fly. So that so that yeah, it's when you I wonder if mechanically that's possible. Yeah, a really difficult thing to pull. Well, it's probably possible, but it probably relies on um, a lot more power mm. than those things probably Maybe. have to offer. Well, maybe you could just have two modes that you could switch and and the power wasn't provided by a magnet but just like springs move yeah. or something. I suppose that's the negative thing about the controller. 
Looks like it's going to need three AAs if the size of the battery cover is anything to go by. Uh, really? That's yeah. quite unusual to have three. Three would be a really fucking awkward number. But, yeah. I, I had a Bluetooth keyboard that I decided not to use ever because it used three batteries. Right, yeah. It's just a shit amount, a shit number to try and recharge unless you buy an expensive charger. Yeah, well, we'll see how. We don't know. No, I'm, I severely hope that's That'll make case. it heavier as well. Yeah. Which is... Well, oh, no, the heft I'm not too worried about. But, uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, but I'd actually forgotten that the PS4 controller has that crazy touchpad thing. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that. We'll I, really don't, I really don't care. But, yeah. it's like, but at least the sticks have dimples on them and not yeah. those stupid mushrooms. I, I don't know, the PlayStation controller, I just have never... I like its D-pad. It's about the one thing I like about oh, the that's PlayStation the other thing, D-pad. Isn't it? Of yeah, a new D-pad. A on. fixed D-pad on the Xbox One. Yeah. Which looks good. Yeah. It does look good. So they fixed everything. But it's just... Yeah, do you know what I mean? The PlayStation controller is just like, well, I know what this is going to be like. Yeah. And I already don't rate it that highly. Well, the PS4 one looks better than the previous ones. Uh, Wow. It looks... Well, it looks a bit like Frankenstein's monster. It's a bit of an ugly-looking thing. Yeah, I guess. But it's... But it has the potential for being more mechanically sound. I don't know. Yeah. It's just the little things like the location of the sticks. Yeah. For some reason, I I don't understand I it, but I like too. the weird offset. Me too. Yeah. Stick design. I just like the Xbox controller. I really hope that I'll be able. I, I I'm worried that they won't do this, but I really hope I'll be able to use a wireless Xbox One controller with my PC, <laughs> like I can with a 360. Yeah, that'd controller. be cool. If they or if they just release a wired version. Yeah. That you can use on your PC. That would, exactly. Either way. That would be really cool. Um, yeah. Because that's probably one of the best. That's again, one great, of the best yeah. hardware moves that, that that they made with this gen was just like, well, it's USB. Yeah. So you can plug it into your PC. All right. Cool. Thanks for that. Yeah, that was super great. I'm worried that they will they will retreat no, I, on I, that. I think they'll stick. We'll see. Because you said they stopped selling the dongles or something. The, yeah. Because I, I use the dongle. I, I think they have. Yeah. Which is annoying. And Zach's got my dongle right now. So. <laughs> anyway, so that's the hardware, pretty much, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, I want to see some games. So I can't, we hold, we can't hold judgment on those. I really want to see what they're doing. But, you know, two weeks, what is it? Nearly three weeks away from E3 that this thing happened. It's like, yeah, you know, they're holding their cards for that. Do you give um, a shit about... Apart from Call of Duty, which is <laughs> yeah. dumb. Do you give a shit about COD Ghosts? Do you give a shit about Cod-dos. fish that move out of the way? Fish that move out of the way. <laughs> motion capture dogs. Super intelligent <laughs> motion capture dogs. It's pretty dumb. I like the last Dark COD game was technology. good, but I'm, I'm, you know, it's a it's a reboot as far as Infinity Ward is concerned. You know, because I think they got bogged down with Modern Warfare in that. Yeah, I really didn't care about the third one. No, it's um, beyond the pale. But, but the Treyarch stuff was pushing boundaries. Was really interesting. So maybe with this. Um, Maybe with this new IP within an IP, I suppose, um, Infinity Ward will have the chance to do something a little different. Um, but now, they're going to be fucking shooting. <laughs> the multiplayer people. will be the same, but they can take <laughs> risks on the. The thing is with Call of Duty is they can in, they can take risks with the single player really because the majority of people that buy that game actually just play the multiplayer. Yeah. 
you know, there's actually quite a large portion of their user base never plays the campaigns. Why haven't they realised and just like just made a multiplayer only game? Well, yeah, like, it could be downloadable and could cost like half as much because you wouldn't have all this production value going into that. They wouldn't do that player. because they can charge a full price game for like some people that only play multiplayer. They could they could halve their production. I agree. Just take the campaign out, release this as an annual multiplayer game, and still charge full price for it, and they'll probably make even more money than they are now. Hell. But I think for people like me, you get both. And for me, that's what makes it bad, makes it good value. Is like because I do like I have liked Black Ops's campaigns. I don't think quite you care enough about either part of it, though. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. I thought they were both uh, Black Ops and Black Ops Two. I thought were really good games, really good games. So that's enough for me to care. I thought it was a bit disingenuous talking about. Call of Duty Ghosts having a new engine when it's, yeah, it doesn't. Not. It's that a doesn't lie. Mean, that doesn't mean anything. It's anymore. an even more upgraded Quake Three engine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like everything. But yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't mean Except anything anymore. Does yeah. it? New engine. Really. Yeah, it's... but they were saying, "Oh, it's the first one with a new engine." It doesn't look that much different to um, you know, I don't know. Well, it's a bit. Of, it's probably it's probably a bigger step since <laughs> bigger step for a while. Yeah, big bigger since step like since four. four. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you know, and you got, there was a noticeable visual difference between Call of Duty two and three, and Call of Duty four. There were people pointing out on the internet, like how much better, like the face. They they showed like a realistic human face and it looked pretty oh, good. Yeah. And then they were like, "Yeah, this is like Crisis three today on yeah, PC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks way better." It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, but Crisis three on PC is like, exactly. yeah, you, know, you probably still need pretty ridiculous hardware to get your faces to look like that yeah probably I'm sure it was only, well I hope it was only because of it being a ridiculous mainstream presentation that they did that the, like the technical bits that they tried to show it's like wow fish move out of the way and we've we've developed the new innovative technology of LOD <laughs> so that when you look at things closer it gets more smooth to get yeah to go into that a little bit further subdiv as they were calling it, is has been used for years by like um, uh, Pixar and guys like that for their techniques, so that things get more detailed automatically as they get closer. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, the animators and stuff don't have to design them at that complexity. Um, what I find interesting about that is maybe they've done the same thing and made that process automatic. Because if they have, and that they're not modeling them or not storing models to that detail. And that the game is just making up that detail for an on-the-fly subdiv operation. That's kind of, that's interesting. But, you know, naturally they won't tell us. Until, yeah, we don't know. But that, that is interesting, yeah. But if you know what I mean, if they're just using a subdiv technique to make higher detail models, then fuck that shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we've just made higher detail models, yo. I don't know. It is it is all a bit ridiculous. But honestly, we if you bought, if you get rid of all the bullshit and all of the just terrible terrible presentation and uh crap that microsoft have put us through over the last couple of weeks actually we kind of know about the same much same amount of information as we know about the playstation except we know a bit more about the games that are coming out for playstation yeah and it's like ultimately just means it's you know it's still anyone's game really yeah I mean, Microsoft still still could turn around on this stuff. We've got a long yeah. time before these things launch. It's just their attitude. That's the, that's yeah. the trouble. Yeah, I know, I'm hoping this will have uh, be slightly sobering to yeah. them and sort of like, ah, oh, yeah, we've done the same mistake that Sony had. This is going to be like a bit of a meme fest for a while. 
It's weird. It's not even a bit of a meme fest that was well boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, they weren't nearly funny enough things yeah, happening. Yeah, funny. Apart from fish moving out. Well, was that, there was the fish thing was funny. What was the was fairly funny. There was the sports guy who, when they were doing that basketball bit, and he's like, his player was dominating. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, the fish moving out the way was the one that I saw turned into a meme very quickly. Where it's like, yeah. the clip from the press office is like, fish moving out the way, cut to Mario 64. <laughs> Yeah, yeah well, we My favorite th- thing in the whole thing was like uh, uh, footage of a Call of Duty like modeling artist, and he was like using the mouse to like move the, the drawer of the door up and down. Like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> that was hilarious. He's like, do some work so we can film you working. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> someone working in 3D Studio Max or Maya or whatever it was. It just it's the way they hyped the dog as well as I know the dog image is now the the image of the Xbox One on joystick. Yeah. Whatever their views about like the Xbox One, it's mostly it's just, just that dog, dog with its like crazy pack on and stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was quite a nice, like, nice high detail dog, but at the same time, it's just like why make such a big deal of this thing? Well, they were they were trying to do it in the context of whether the. the, the Okay. You know, he's supposed to be an emotional hook for that. We're doing something different for Call of Duty, you know. Call of Duty Fable too. They, they yeah. decided to learn from Peter Molly, obviously. Yeah, the Peter best Wally place Wally. to learn from. Exactly. So should we segue on to other news from there? Well, I guess we should. So we spent this entire podcast talking about that. <laughs> Inevitably. Yeah, yep. it was bound to um, So curiosity is over. So what's um, the deal? I was there for the end. Basically, you were uh, there. Yeah, I was. I was. I was in the game when it happened. Oh. Only because I told you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally, I literally like logged on, and it was the last couple of seconds as oh, I right. as I as I joined the server and stuff happened. I was broke broke a few blocks, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh crap! It just whited out. Oh crap! It's gone to the possibly the best Twitter client I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like as the walls of the room around them just start showing live tweets. Oh, cool. Of like of people talking hashtag What's inside the cube. And it's like, this actually worked pretty well. <laughs> um, and what was inside the fucking cube? So I knew I knew for a while. And well, not that long. It took like a day for... Um, and I don't know if the guy... <laughs> like, we called it a day. It was like a few hours. Uh, Half well, a day. <laughs> I guess overnight. Yeah, a day. I'm calling it a day. But anyway, um, so I'm not sure if it was the guy that revealed the secret or if like 22 cans and Peter Molly just basically just outright came out and explained it or if he just posted the email that he got sent out. But, well, they said um, that it was on the Twitter feed, wasn't it? They asked him whether he wanted to reveal it and then he said yes and then they posted on their Twitter like, yeah, he's going to reveal it, which means we can reveal it. Okay. Well, yeah, but that was the... Uh, yeah, Twitter's annoying to go back and try and find those historical things. I don't know but, whose account that was, whether that was actually Pete Molyneux or was it, or was it the oh, account it, of well, 22 Cans? Well, Molyneux was tweeting a lot himself. Well, naturally. So, um, so, yeah, basically, for we all know what the 22 Cans next project is going to be, which is Project Goddess. Um, well, I've been talking about that. It's kickstarted, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. So that there's plenty of info about that. Though. Yeah. So, but the prize for this essentially was it wasn't really a. It's kind of annoying in a way because it wasn't like a big life changing secret. Really, of course not. <laughs> it's not really. It's about. not that much of a secret. I mean, I suppose it, what the prize was a secret, but the prize wasn't a secret in the end. If you know what I mean, it's just um, uh, basically. Uh, was it Brian Henderson, his name? Something like, Something like that. Um, this dude is <coughs> where, basically is going from? to be... Scotland. Britain somewhere. Scotland. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, he's going to be the first like uber god of the game goddess. So he has control over 
what happens in the world that will affect every other player. Um, and to what exactly that means is unclear at this stage, naturally. But the the sort of more interesting part is that he will take um, a cut of all the earnings that game makes. Yeah. So, so that's his but whether that's money. what's again unclear is they, they they then revealed like a little while later that this is not a permanent thing. It's like a he can be as part of the design of the game. Um, he can be overthrown. He's yeah. just earned the right to be first. So basically, that will happen within like a week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you think? <laughs> it's like anything on the internet. You just goading people into action as soon as it's like this guy is the ultimate god of the world we must destroy him <laughs> no I think they'll engineer it so we'll have it for a while otherwise it wouldn't be much of a a prize for much of a prize thing. you know they'll... I don't think Peter Molyneux cares no. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be more interested in a social experiment than this guy's prize probably it's also unclear whether or not he will keep his earnings reward when he's overthrown or if the person that usurps him Gets the uh, gets money for yeah. <laughs> that would be a bit of a weird one. But what better? What, what's better motivation than that? Yeah, Come but that's on. too much motivation. <laughs> As I just said, like it just just the just the like joy of destroying someone is enough motivation. But if you <laughs> if you add an actual cash prize, what, yeah, you're asking for trouble. What, are you saying that what if Lulsec got paid for the, what they did? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'd be all in a lot of trouble. So yeah, that was pretty much that. Right. So it's it's a bit bit a bit of an anticlimax when you go into the app now because you just see the Twitter wall and it doesn't really explain to you what's happened. It just sort of like it didn't automatically delete itself. No, <laughs> naturally. Right, so I've removed that from my iOS devices now. Right. That's, that's done. Sounds new. Yeah, I don't know. That was it was, was random, okay. but heck, it was interesting nonetheless. It was still dumb, though. It was still dumb. Where it, like, got rid of half the cube at one point and all yeah. that And it didn't have anything to do with the Xbox. No. It wasn't timed for that. It was no, like, let's never, choose a random time. You know, I never did actually work out what that date was at all. No. Because it, it didn't really tie up with anything. It was weird. It's pretty weird. I guess they did technically have some kind of timing that they had to work to, because presumably they had to finalise this shit at some point during the Goddess development. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> But maybe it was time to some announcement about Goddess or something. Maybe. But then I think they finished the queue before that was up. Before what was that? Before the timer hit. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Weirdly. Um, so yeah, so that was that. I'm trying to think what else actually interesting news there's been, really, because it all just got eclipsed by the Xbox massacre. There was a new trailer, an actual trailer of Sonic Lost Worlds. Oh, I haven't seen this. Uh, yeah. I must, I must see this. <laughs> well, shit, I guess we can't talk about it. Because <laughs> I'm the only one who's... <laughs> I must see this, I must see this. It looks... This will be one of the reasons I'll end up with a Wii U. It's basically Sonic Galaxy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really? That's pretty much what it looks like. It's like you're running along, like, cylinders or whatever, and then you can run on the various sides, or all sort of Sonic 2-esque with the half-pipes and the holes and that kind of shit. Oh, wait, this sounds dangerously like it will be shit. <laughs> it sounds exactly like because, Mario Galaxy. Because the Sonic got better when they restricted it. I guess. But, and, then the, and then they're like, use Sonic's new moves! Wall run. <laughs> <laughs> sort of spectacularly did. new he sort of did that anyway well not that kind of wall run there's sections in Sonic Unleashed and Sonic Generations where you wall run not not horizontal wall run not yeah, like near like, a wall run yeah but that's that's different from like 
arcing with gravity well, yeah, rather than just like, literally sticking to the building and running perfectly yeah, you, were, you were running in a straight line along the like the side of a bridge or something weren't you? Like, not, not even on it just on the side yeah Sonic might have finally gotten like finally Sonic, just, Sonic got gravity yeah exactly and it's like they show bits where he's you're climbing up like big old I don't know, steps. And he's like, like, Assassin's Creed or whatever, running up the wall and then grabbing on the ledge and then flipping over. And it's like, whatever happened to just jumping? <laughs> yeah. That's what Sonic does. He just jumps. He's pretty damn good at it as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could probably jump up those steps, but no. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you'll, ha- you'll have to see that video, apparently. Yeah, maybe it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they essentially put out two games... Oh, and also... ...in quick succession with that, with that sort of 2D Sonic mechanics. Perhaps they're now trying something different again. Yeah, I guess. But also, they, in, in this trailer, is like... Three, really. If you you're fighting against six bosses that are just, like, generic, weird, like, coloured characters yeah. that don't fit anywhere in the Sonic universe. But then also, I noticed that on, like the giant bomb info page of it what little info there is of course it mentioned there something that I did, hadn't wasn't in the video as far as I can tell or, and I hadn't seen anywhere else it's like you fight with Robotnik oh no he's doing Don't, the classic twist there's gonna be a double cross somewhere <laughs> man maybe the shittest double cross but it's like a bit of a classic manoeuvre, that one. That was Sonic Adventure 2, wasn't it, where that comes into play, where you oh, all have to work together at the yeah, end. Yeah, but that's right at the end. That's not a double cross at that point. That's like, oh shit, we've actually fucked up. Yeah. Robotnik's like, oh crap, maybe I should have done that, and then you have to fix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, so it's probably just going to be that again, though, isn't it, really? No, because, I mean, if they're, if they're saying at this point you're going to fight with Robotnik, that it, it sort of implies that it's going to be through most of the game. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. So yeah, don't know how that's going to turn out. Hmm. But yeah, watch that video. Sonic good. So what else? Anything else? Um, I just heard that uh, one of my favourite games ever is coming to iPad, weirdly. KOTOR. Oh yeah, no, I saw that. I saw that. I mean, obviously, it's a bit... Uh, it's a bit and I've heard out, it's good as well. Date. Well, KOTOR, yeah. But I mean, like a good, a good, good version. Yeah, a yeah. good version. Like, obviously, it's, the, it's a bit clunky gameplay wise it always was a bit weird but mm. it's absolutely brilliant game it's a great story but one of the best Star Wars stories mm. so yeah I'm not, I don't see myself getting that invested in a really long game on my iPad that's the thing that's the same thing with XCOM on the iPad it's, so like, it's not so much of a problem it plays nice but do yeah. you get Oh, well, I think XCOM will be okay a little bit, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe if the no, control just think how much time bit. you spent playing XCOM. It True, sucks but you, you, could, in. you could handle it one mission at a time, perhaps, and then put it down. Maybe you know, it's a bit. It's that's probably a bit more designed to that. Yeah, way that's of playing true. That's true. Than Kotal, than Kotal, yeah. Um, did Kotal have save points or something, or was it? Just I think save you could anyway? save anyway. Yeah, because <laughs> that's always the important thing yeah, with yeah. mobile games. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely save anywhere in Kotal. I don't. I see myself sitting there. If I was to play a game like that, I can see myself on a handheld for a, a reasonable amount of time. But not on the iPad. But yeah, I don't know. Something about well, the iPad's just bigger and heavier, and yeah, I don't um, know about heavier. <laughs> all of the 3DS is being a pain in the ass for me. Well, no, I, it probably is too heavy. My iPad is definitely heavier than the 3DS. Heavy enough that it's actually a like hand stress. 
Oh, it depends what you're ho- how you're holding it. Some games you do kind of tired quite quickly holding the iPad. The iPad's always been too heavy for my liking. Hmm. I feel like they should. Well, it's because the, the iPad Mini's quite nice. Well, it's but... because the whole point of it's like in the vast majority of cases with the iPad, you're pretty much having to hold it in one hand and push it with the other. Mm. You're not just moving well, the well, weight like you would with the DS's button. Yeah, you can yeah. do. You can hold it side by side, but then your yeah, movement you... range is pretty limited. Yeah, and it's like even because there are a few racing games that control like that. Like yeah. that, like that shitty port of Sonic Racing, um, but there was, uh, but yeah, that even that gets kind of uncomfortable. Is there aluminium on the back of the iPad? Because uh, the know, iPhone probably, five, yeah. they changed it and they went from steel to aluminium, and it's a lot lighter and nicer. So maybe they'll do the same with the iPad. I think it might already be. Yeah, probably is because mm. that would be quite heavy if it was just a slab of steel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the yeah wodge. Yeah, but they could just make it plastic on the back. It wouldn't be as cool. That's the trouble. No, that's the thing, yeah. That's the problem. Would, Apple would lose some credit if they did yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, was that. Blurred. You want to talk about what you've been playing? Yeah, I'm out, I'm out of good news. <laughs> Not very much time. Okay, who wants to go first? Well, I technically haven't been playing anything new, so if anyone's got anything new, you should probably go first. Rob? <laughs> Catherine? I've been playing. Yeah, you better chat about Catherine. Um, it's a weird fucking game. Yep, that's all I have to. <laughs> that's all you have to say, right, game? <laughs> <laughs> saves us some time. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, it's refreshing in in some really great ways playing that game because it's like, in 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 a world of sequels and in a world in a world of game sequels where nothing is original anymore. Suddenly, I don't think the Catherine... Japanese approach. It's like. <laughs> Technically, the mechanics of Catherine isn't very original. It's um, pretty original. It's just a fucking block-moving puzzle. It's just like Soccer Van, but in a different dimension. <laughs> it, I don't know. I don't really feel like I've ever played a game with quite so many mechanics. Well, <laughs> this is the thing. There's a lot... There's quite, in the puzzle element of Catherine, there's a, quite a lot of block mechanics going on. Like, you, you can push-pull, but when you... When you go off a ledge and there's nowhere to jump down, you could hang from ledges and move around. But that's only when you can't jump down onto an object below yeah. um, that you get that. And there's some they start throwing in fancy blocks like ice blocks, which you can jump onto and be perfectly fine. But the moment you try and move off them on the same plane, you start sliding uncontrollably until you either fall to your death or hit something, which makes gameplay really frustrating when you're in a pinch. It's like trap blocks that you can only stand on for a brief really split second before you get killed and then the round is over that kind of stuff they throw a lot of mechanics at you essentially yeah. and the edge it's kind of I find it hard for me to map my head around some of it because it's like the three dimensional nature of it makes some of the puzzles actually really quite tricky to figure out mm. um, or or it makes them tricky for me to figure out. I mean, um, friend of the show, Eddie, was kind of like watching me and being having one of those frustrating backseat player moments. But he's already done them. I know, but you know, but <laughs> but it's mostly like learning. You don't really remember puzzles per se. That you re- you remember techniques in which to get around the environment. Mm. Um, so he's like doing that, and he's. Uh, after he's played it through, I suppose it becomes second nature. Some of them, but he was watching me and having that annoying like second person. Like oh, I really want to just take control and show you how it's done, kind of, kind of feeling while he was yeah. watching me play it. it was frustrating for him to see, <laughs> but um, but there are proper puzzles as well as the the main sort of like against the time sort of traversal stuff. That I didn't know it was that kind of wrapped in this um, 
old arcade machine aesthetic they call the Rapunzel stages. And there's like 64 levels of just pure puzzle where you have to try and get to the end without fucking the level up, which is one of the problems, and without running out of move power, mm. which you don't have a problem with during the main game. But those are really hard. I find those really difficult. Like Often the solution will just kind of accidentally fall into place rather than me actually thinking of the right way to do it, which is a little frustrating, but it's nice to be challenged, I suppose. Um, so yeah, that was that's that's tricky. But as I was trying to say before we got kind of wrapped up in the mechanics of the game, I find that game really refreshing because it's just so bonkers out there in its presentation and how it's made. It just feels so fresh and different from pretty much anything else you could choose to buy right now. But there's this weird sort of... Um, sort of pencil-drawn aesthetic in places where, like, when you move up to someone and you want to talk to them, it's like the thing doesn't just, like, put up a little prompt somewhere on screen saying talk. It puts up a really stylized prompt that sort of pings onto the screen like it's sprung there with a nice little pencil-drawn arrow that pointing at the guy saying, do you want to talk to them? You know, it's just, everything is really hyper-stylized. Even, like, when you've got a bit of text at the bottom of the screen, the uh, little cursor that says you can move on to do something else is like a spinning cube. But when you push the button, another cube falls into place on top of it, like the mechanics in the puzzle game. You know, it's just, there's style everywhere in it. Mm. Like, everything is really... I'm not sure some of it gels particularly well, but that's kind of the... I don't know if you've ever seen the Persona games or Shin Megami Tensei. Some of that style doesn't particularly gel in places. But it's that kind of look. Yeah, um, and then it's all the, the, these puzzle mechanics are wrapped in this really bizarre tale of what well, I say bizarre. It's a somewhat mundane tale when you boil it down to its core elements. A somewhat mundane tale of some dude ends up cheating on his fiance. <laughs> yeah, um, and then you're kind of stuck in the moral predicaments that it then presents, um, but. And then it gets weird because at the same time there's this mysterious nightmare that kills people. Like, and most of the people that seem to be in this nightmare are all cheating bastards, right. and all of those cheating bastards just happen to be the people that you hang out with at the bar. Of like, course, <laughs> like all of them. Okay, <laughs> it's a, it's a yeah, really convenient premise. Mm. It's not convenient though. It's hella obvious. Spoilers. I'm not going to say any, but it's like. <laughs> So why would everyone in this bar be a cheater? Spoilers. Because the bar doesn't exist. It's got to be. <laughs> I actually don't know the very specific, so that could actually be true. It but... could be. The bar's not real. It's all a, it's all a dream. <laughs> You'll wake up. The whole thing's a nightmare, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. This is all speculative. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's... But the, it, the fact that, you've just, that you just said, like, some dude that happens to cheat on his girlfriend, that sort of gives it away, really. <laughs> anyway... Moving I on. don't think it does, but you obviously know. But <laughs> well, um, I know enough. I think I know anyway. But anyway, the the the, the only sort of irritating thing about the storyline is it's a little bit hokey because the voice acting is not up to scratch, and it's a bit yeah, you know, it's Japanese storytelling, so some of the emotional responses are a bit <laughs> crazy. Yeah, you know, the yeah, they're a bit crazy and a bit alien. Like you can't help think like in some of the scenarios, say where. You know, it's a bit awkward, say, that both the ladies are in the same place at the same time and Vincent's trying to deal with it. That some of the things you would say, or some of the things you just wouldn't say, and he's, like, just not really saying anything. And you're just like, 
come on, you could defuse this in one word. Come on. It's like, it's a bit frustrating knowing that the guy you're role-playing is a bit of an idiot and a bit of a douche at times. Yeah. And it's, um, I don't know, there's, there's, I can't remember what game, there's a game you mentioned where it's like, it's a bit of a problem sometimes where you find it hard to get into it because the guy you're playing is a dick. Were you thinking of L.A. Noir, were you? Oh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Cole Phelps is a bit of a knob jockey. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But I didn't find that too much of a problem. Because it didn't really impede the gameplay that much, I guess. No. You know, the, the majority of your time is outside of him being a douche, but yeah. Um, was it? I'll tell you. Although you could accidentally call the worst thing in Eleanor was accidentally calling him to be douchey, like like because of the the problems of the uh, the, oh, the um, prompt system, the, the system yeah. of lie doubt. What was it? Lie doubt truth or whatever yeah or something like that anyway there's a very early on there's a bit where you're like hmm this 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 girl seems to be um not telling the whole truth so you click doubt or something and then he like screams at a rape victim basically (laughs) and it's like no cole phelps what the fuck are you doing that's really unfair yeah anyway yeah there's a bit of that oh tyre as well isn't it he's hard to get to to like in the first game yeah he's not very likable but that's that's he he's meant to be likable so I, that's like a screw up of that's different yeah i guess like like you the guy in Catherine isn't meant to be no awesome. it's it's just well no he's, he's yeah he's he's obviously done wrong uh mostly out of alcohol uh, as it turns out um uh, because of alcohol um which is probably trying to send a message somewhere but it's like I don't know, for all of the games like the like moral choices that it tries to present you with, like not much you can. I don't really feel like I'm really affecting the story per se and the choices I make. But it sounds like um, the game has a message to try and try and say, "Be faithful, bitches!" Like all the way through. And even though it's like the marketing for the game is like, "Oh, do you choose to go with the hot blonde, or do you stick to your nagging?" But doting wife or something like that, or it's like yeah. it's hard to. It's like, and then you play the game, and it's like it's clearly telling me to stick with my wife, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's clearly got a moral angle. Yeah, but as I say, I love the presentation. Uh, oh, the music! Oh, I have to I have to bring up the music. It's like it's super cheesy. <laughs> like, awesome. Like really cheesy. Like um, so bad soap opera cheesy in places. It's some crazy music inside Japanese. My yeah. favorite is always. Um, the opening kind of training section of Bayonetta for some reason has this weird Actually, jazz all, all of cover, the music in Bayonetta jazz cover on. of Fly Me to the Moon or something <laughs> it's like fucking insane anyway but everyone knows yeah. the most insane Japanese music is Vibra <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that does pretty nice the, the, the ridiculous tempo changing camera song or, <laughs> yeah yeah that, that, that stuff is nuts um, but in, in uh, it's it's one of the most frustrating games I've played for a while because some of, some of the levels, like um, basically the structure of the puzzle game is is that every night you go into a nightmare and then you have to get through a few, few puzzle stages to make it out. Um, but at the end of those those run of stages, you get this what is a boss stage, um, which basically just means your time limit to get up is really strict and the boss has some powers that can really screw you over. Right. Um, most of which you won't know what they do until you've played it a couple of times and or, or once and seen what they do and then know how to avoid it, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, and some of the attacks just mean, like, depending on where on the puzzle you are, if they launch it at just the wrong time and just the wrong place, there's fuck all you can do about it and you will die. It's like that kind of stuff is quite frustrating. 
And sometimes there just really isn't very much time to get the puzzle to get traversed through the area, even if you know what you're doing. Mm. Um, and that's partly to blame for some somewhat imprecise controls, which is possibly, I think, the game's biggest flaw, is I find the controls a bit awkward um, to get it to do exactly what you want. Um, top tip, it is a lot easier to make it work if you're using the D-pad as opposed to the the joystick. Well, that makes sense, yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly, the cube-like <laughs> nature. But there are times when you're hanging from, say, a ledge, and you want to rotate around the corner of a block, mm. which you can do, but sometimes like you can't... It's seems like you can't urge it in the direction you want so you push like left and it doesn't move so you go right fuck it i'll try right see if that is that doesn't move so it's like maybe i try down no that doesn't do anything if you push up you get on top of the block you're hanging from right like so it's like up is always get up mm-hmm. um, when you're hanging so you can't rely on that as a directional input and um, yeah sometimes getting it to go where you want in those circumstances is a bit of a pain i've had problems getting vincent facing the right direction um, so he grabs the block I want to manipulate. Um, just little things like that because you've got to be you've got to be a little careful in how you controls because basically the X button does everything. Right. If you're facing a block, you push X to grab it, and then your next directional input determines whether you pull it or push it away from you. So it's like if you're a little bit out of sync with those, like trying to face him in the right direction, you'll find yourself just pushing the block, and it's like that can really screw you up if you do that at the wrong moment. Okay. And it's um. Uh, yeah, so that that can get a little frustrating. I find some of the gimmick blocks a little inconsistent, like trap blocks I find a bit frustrating because sometimes you can just be trying to run over one and Vincent will inexplicably stop on the trap block despite the fact you haven't list- lifted your finger from the from the D-pad to keep moving and it's and you'll just get killed. And it's like and kill, being killed in this game means going back to the start of the level or going to the one checkpoint that's on the level. And it's... So it has some control problems, um, which is a which is a real shame because that's where pretty much all of my frustration lies mm-hmm. um, is is in the controlling of the game. Um, I, I can sort of forgive it for being hard because it is hard, um, but sloppy controls. I'm not sure that's ever forgivable. No, that's so. I mean, it's the interface between you and the game. Yeah. But it is. It's a lot easier on the D-pad as soon as I like realize that because i'm so used to just using a the analog stick for everything yeah as soon as i realize that the d-pad it does work a lot better if you use that but anyway. still not perfect still not perfect but that's probably like the complexity of the 3d puzzle maybe perhaps they could have solved it with the use of another button maybe like one for push one for pull maybe that would have solved it a little bit maybe you um, could use a lighting stick <laughs> yeah maybe maybe that, that could work um so yeah, that's that's pretty much Catherine. We really keep going. It's an arcade um, game. Could you play it? No, I suppose you need to. Start no, it, no, 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 not really. It doesn't really pace it. itself like that. Right. You need to. Um, <coughs> you can you can save after every level, but if you finish a nightmare, you have to be prepared for a lengthy series of cutscenes right, before yeah. you gain control and can save again. It's that kind of it. Like, it's it's almost not it's not great for a quick spell really because you don't know when you're going to get yourself caught in cutscenes and you can't save until you've got through the cutscenes. It doesn't immediately save after you completing a level. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um but as I say, it's I'm glad I'm playing it because it's just so out there. It's like and this is it feels like the sort of games perhaps we used to play all the time. Like in the sort of when video games were like coming up back in um I don't know the first gen three D and earlier type stuff. You know, when when people were still messing with concepts, people were still doing these 
weird and wonderful games more frequently. And it's like it's 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 kind of nice to see that some of that still still goes on. Um, just a shame that you know has to come from Japan. I guess it's like not that I'm knocking Japan. It's just that perhaps we need to see more of that in Western stuff. <laughs> it feels like a one-way street almost. It's a bit of a generalization, but you know, there's there's probably a lot of stuff that happens in Japan that just doesn't come out over here anymore. Yeah, that does seem to be a bit of a a, a separation where they didn't where everything came together at one point, and now it seems to be diverging again. Yeah, in terms of uh, Japanese games and Western games, Western games make a lot more money these days. True. It didn't used to be true. Obviously, it used to be Japanese games made all the money back in the day. Well, they finally found how to appeal to the mass market. I guess is what Western games have done for yeah. Western audiences. So, because Nintendo never had a problem appealing to everyone. <laughs> no, weirdly, despite the fact you know, Italian plumbers <laughs> in a kingdom filled with mushrooms. Yeah, like, of course, of course. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Could anyone pull that off? They were Italian plumbers. Just like a little sprite, for Christ's sake. Could anyone pull this off anymore? You know, could anyone actually create a world like that in this day and age and sure. it become popular? Yeah, indie people could do it. There's some weird worlds. Is this that big, though? No, probably not that big. You can't say, like, we go, it's not like you're just going to create a new franchise and it will, and you, the first game you'll produce is, like, Mario Galaxy. Because the Mario came from, like, no, no, the no, no, but... and built up through, like... Ten goddamn games and five different systems. No, no, I, I get that, but could you could you build something that is that weird and that? Well, you know, sort of. The, there is no real cohesion between any of the concepts in Mario. Is it? It's just things just happen to be because that was what they could draw back on the back on the NES. And it's like, could you actually build a franchise from? That you know that would could be that disjointed, I suppose, and that disconnected that people actually care about because that there really hasn't been a child, essentially a kid friendly like family game franchise, I suppose, that has become that big. Ratchet and Clank has kind of gone by the wayside of late. Yeah. Jack and Daxter just disappeared, you know, and they were probably the, at one point the two biggest perhaps competitors. Crash Bandicoot gone, yeah, things you know, and they all started like. Well, they, that was PlayStation generation, I suppose, then PS2 generation, and those have just disappeared. Oh. Microsoft never was well, because that with like blinks the time sweep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, say, I'm not sure you could make something like that anymore. Sega so get away with it because Sonic was in the middle of all that, really, back in the old Mega Drive days. It's because no one, no one <laughs> apart from Nintendo, ever worked out how to move into 3D with that idea, really. It's like all those other ones that were PlayStation 1, they tried, but they weren't as good as Mario, so no, <laughs> no one liked them as much. Banjo Kazooie. No, I don't know. Crash Bandicoot was predated Mario 64, didn't it? Uh, no. Did it? No way. Well, well Mario 64 was like a launch, launch yeah, game, wasn't it? So that was 96. But, but 64 came out after PlayStation yeah, that's quite true. some way. How far, though? Okay. But it doesn't matter which one came out first, it matters anyway. which one controlled better. Oh, yeah, Mario 64. was fine. It was it fine. Didn't, it didn't have analog, don't forget at that point. Well, yeah, and, and, and Mario 64 did invent analog, essentially. So, you know, they have that. Mario 64 is an incredible game. Yeah, yeah. it is. I'm not uh, doubting No, that. no, but Bandicoot's, yeah. Do you know, but yeah, I'm just saying, there's been. Yeah, I know. A million and one franchises. I'm not sure the answer to your question, yeah. really. I, it's, I mean, it's, it's definitely. What about, like. like 
I don't know. This isn't really like Mario or those games, but like Little Big Planet. I don't know. That's like relatively new, and it's got like these Sackboy characters, and it's kind of kid friendly. And oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's got the. I don't think it, the problem it doesn't really have a world, it doesn't, does it? it doesn't really have its own. Well, and this is part of its point, I suppose. Yeah. Is it doesn't really have its own character aesthetic, per yeah. se. It does have an aesthetic, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily have its own 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 world, its own story, its own concepts to latch onto because you make all of those. Yeah, yeah, sure, that's true. I was just trying to think of something yeah. that was like new. That was I don't really not watch Skylanders, maybe, but. Yeah, that's it's like the one, I suppose that's the only reason Spyro is still relevant. Skylanders is a very clever idea. Or Spyro. Yeah. Well, it's going to be eclipsed when the Disney one comes out. Do you think? Yeah, come on. It's like, what... I mean, what kid is not going to want to, like, do that exact same concept with the most beloved characters in history? Like Star Wars stuff and all the... All the oh, like, rather yeah. than making up characters, you've got a lot of characters that a lot of kids are very... I guess attached to the advantage of making up characters is that they could actually assign them new things in the. They could like have elemental things in the game without having to stretch. But yeah, true. <laughs> From a gameplay perspective, yeah, it makes sense to make characters. But it's Disney, man. Like in Disney, in like all the Star Wars guys, it's going to be like here's all the dudes with lightsabers, here's all the dudes with guns. <laughs> Well, maybe they won't even have that. Actually, that's going to be weird when you think about it. Are we even sure this game is going to be made? Or is this yes, assumption? Yeah. it's definitely going to happen. Okay, and like Captain What's Jack it? Sparrow, and it's like, what? It's How is he even going to have? They can't shoot or sword fight, <laughs> can they? Is it called Disney Infinity? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, just keep making Kingdom Hearts, goddammit. Because <laughs> that's been working real well. For oh me. yeah. yeah. Everyone's kind of kingdom out. Uh, yeah, so we should, we should move on. To, yeah, we should. Pretty sharp. Okay, sharp um, um, well, I've just got a couple of other things. So I played through Crisis Warhead. Uh-huh. At last. Um, Get that fucking out of the way. Pretty much, yeah. It's quite short, but has a number of... Uh, it tried to take more action stance on Crisis and doesn't really work for it. Um, the action sequences are a bit clunky when you get them that, are, you know, that aren't straight jungle stealth killing. Um... It actually works best when it's trying to be Halo, like we walk into an environment that's quite enclosed, and you have a bit of a, a sort of stylish firefight with a set number of dudes, and then uh-huh. it all goes quiet afterwards. I actually find Crisis most enjoyable when it plays like Halo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like the Halo then. It is, yeah. Halo does it better. Yeah, um, it's like it, it's let down by the superhuman capabilities of your enemies. Like their ability sees to see you from literally miles away, right? Like a flare will go up in the distance, and it will raise an alarm, and someone over your radio will go, "You fucked up! They're sending reinforcements!" And it's like I'm standing on a mountain, <laughs> miles away, with my binoculars out, scoping the environment out, and apparently they've seen me. Yeah, that's unfair. That's dumb. Um, there's a sequence in a hovercraft where the level design is pretty shit because you don't really know where you're going. Um, and it ends in like like just a dead end, basically. You have to try and figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do. I spent way too long just trying to work out where I'm supposed to go. Yeah, I hate that. And really. it's like, yeah, that was um, that was pretty bad. They tried to be more cinematic as well with cutscenes and stuff like that, but they all come off really bad. And it's like it's weird because it's just like you know people at the time were doing this stuff a lot better. Um, I don't get why it was... I keep going back to the reviews that were written at the time, and I just don't understand why it was so highly rated. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a technical masterpiece. 
I mean, it does still hold up, and it does still look really good now. But gameplay-wise, no, don't get it. Really yeah. don't get it. Um, so I'm done with that. Hopefully cool. Crisis 2 will be better. Um, uh, what else did I Played a bit more Half Minute Hero, blah. That's that's carrying on. Finally finished, technically finished Burnout Paradise. Still blah. Blah. <laughs> but more stuff I can delete. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll call it there. Anything else I've played cool. isn't, isn't that relevant. Oh, Borderlands. We played more Borderlands. <laughs> we eventually played more Borderlands. Yeah. Uh, still, network code Borderlands is still fucked. Yeah, oh, God, it took us so long to get that up and running. And then it turns out all you had to do was restart Steam. Yeah. <laughs> and after we DMZ'd both our computers um, and my router and stuff like that, just to try and get it all to all to behave, and then we both restarted Steam, and then it worked. It's like, what? What? What just happened? <laughs> Don't really understand, but I was playing it with my. This is the first time I played it with my new graphics card, and I turned all the physics settings Stuff. up. And it's like it, that, that as unexpected awesomeness happens when you do that. Just like the, the amount of stuff that starts flying, you can shoot a wall, and it basically builds a little pile of rubble okay. that comes out of it. It looks really dumb, but it's great. Like, or if you're firing <coughs> cor- corrosive weapons at enemies, it will leave like little acid pools on the floor that like all blob around when things walk through them. It's like. <laughs> It's excessive, but kind of cool. Mm, interesting. Uh, so yeah, that, that was kind of fun. We managed to glitch out that um, bandit vehicle, which is kind of funny. Well, it glitched out, and then well, it was weird because like the people who were Are you going to die, Dan? Yeah, so I'm about to die. Need a drink, right? Yeah, like, Zach and I would just carry on while Dan just, <laughs> just, just quietly becomes a desert in his mouth. Yeah, so that we came up behind the bandit encampment, and a vehicle had spawned. But the dudes that were meant to be in the vehicle were just standing in midair, like twenty feet up. <laughs> so we shot them, and then just the vehicle. I didn't even know that you could actually get in a bandit vehicle. Neither did I. Like it was, but apparently you're not meant to because the animations are really fucked. Yeah, Zach was driving with a broken arm, and I was sat on top of the gun, like with my arms outstretched as if I was holding one, but like just sort of casually floating on the spot. Yeah, able to fire this rocket launcher. That was extremely weird. It was. Yeah, it looked really funny though. <laughs> yeah, got a good screenshot or two of that. Uh, yeah. So that was Borderlands 2. Uh, and there's one other thing I briefly went into. Oh, yeah. PGR 4, randomly. Okay. I just kinda, like. I kind of wanted to play that the other day. I had a feeling. Because. Talk from afar, Dan. Because. <laughs> a slight bit of news. Oh, back to these again. Next yeah. reviews for Grid Two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, should, we should probably brief, very briefly mention that um, raw problems. The, the worst offenders I've seen are inconsistent AI, somewhat awkward difficulty curves. Difficulty to know like, what it they is come you're up doing. And fucking ram me off the road. Yeah, like the overly aggressive, which you know actually probably isn't aggression. It's probably just them trying to stick to their lines. It's not um, look like fun. But then again, there are some people that really love it. Game Trailers, for instance, gave it a glowing review. Joystick gave it a very negative review. Yep. Um, seems like a... You're a gamer I usually trust. They gave it a seven. So mixed bag, then. Big <laughs> <laughs> yeah. part of average. Yeah. It's a real shame, because I was kind of geary out to play that. The first grid, but, yeah, the first grid was really good. And, well, pretty much all the other games that Codemasters have done subsequently have been pretty goddamn good. <laughs> yeah, I know. So this is... It's a real shame. It's the hokey premise, I think, that a lot of people have a problem with as well. Like, you know, stuff. them trying to put a human element on it, which never works. Give it up, Codemaster. Yeah, it it's the it worst thing that you do. Give it up. Except in Dirt 2. That was okay in Dirt 2. 
but but it's just it's so annoying in Dirt Three when you like have to sit through like an unskippable bit of text going, "Hey, why don't you upload it to YouTube?" I hated it in two as well. I didn't mean, like it in three either. But yeah, do you remember Toka Race Driver? They're short. effectively doing that again yeah. with a story. It's bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, enough. Moving on. Uh, I'm done. Zach, talk. <laughs> Great. You got no time. <laughs> See, it's your turn. <laughs> Technically, it was my turn to go first this week. Really, but whatever. You had new stuff. That was more important. That's, that's how we have to organise this podcast now. I a little so. bit of Kerbal. Well, was the, before it crashed, yeah. <laughs> but they, there was a new release of Kerbal, and it all runs better now, which is nice. So, good times. I can't wait to buy that in a Steam sale, because it's just too expensive, about 18 quid. Or <laughs> I need a sale. God damn it. And then you won't play it, so you... <laughs> I will. I will play that. I don't know. So, if, you, if you get into it, you could easily fill those 18 hours. Yeah, well, yeah, judging you know, by, by your my... classic pound-to-hour ratio, quite yeah. easily. Yeah. You can easily make it worth it. So, yeah, there's that. I didn't really play that much of that. Maybe, I mean, it's nice that it runs better, but there wasn't really anything new to it. There was, like, a new type of wheel... And you can make proper rovers. Now you don't have to have a command pod and have my problem of the command pod flipping the vehicle over because now you can just have an external seat that you sit in and then you go. Oh, so now you can have proper moon rovers. Yay. I built one of them yet. I might do. So yeah, there's that. And mostly I just played a shit ton more Pokemon because, damn it, that game is just almost not quite exactly what I wanted. <laughs> because basically, I played it and I finished it and then I deleted the same and started over. Because actually, I quite liked the story. And as rare as it was, it was like, it always got me. It was one of those very few times where something gets me. And I was like, damn, that was actually... Like, what, what, like a near, near, a near cheer, tear a Yeah, it was like actual emotions. Holy fuck. Oh, cool. In a, in a <laughs> Pokemon game. game. I know. It was really weird. So I was like... And, and well, the other reason was because... You can't go through the arc of the story and you get to the end and it's like it's all dramatic and shit and you're like, well, sort of spoilers, you save the Pokemon world, I mean, obviously. Obviously. And then you return to the human world, I mean, obviously. That's your mission. Yeah, that was the only reason you were there. Yeah. <laughs> so you do that and it's like it's all dramatic and everything. But then, like, in the post-game, because obviously you're meant to be able to, you know, you grind the dungeons infinitely and you build up your town or whatever. So there's, obviously there was going to be an a after-credits thing. But it's sort of, after this, this quite well-made story arc and everything, yep. the bit after the credits is actually really bad and short, where it's just like, within, within one day, they're like, wait, we can bring him back from the human world. And then you go do that. And then it's just like one thing that you do, and then it's done. <laughs> it's like, you could have fit in a lot more story in there. And actually, yeah. that was sort of what I thought about the whole rest of the story, is it could have been a lot longer. Okay. Everything seemed slightly rushed, where it was just like, oh, we found these Pokemon who developed this way to go make this dungeon specifically in a way that we want them to, so we can go to this place. But they never really investigate that whole idea of being able to manipulate the dungeons. It's just like, yeah, we can do that now, let's go. <laughs> right, okay. It's like they could have put a lot more story in it, I think, which would have been awesome. Because I think they could, well, basically, they should make more of these. It's not like there haven't been two or three of these games before. Yeah, I was about one. to say, which one is it? Is it like the... And is it the same story from all the previous ones? Well, it probably is a very similar story. Yeah. I, I imagine... In they, Pokemon style. They have their trope of mm. saving the Pokemon world or whatever, and humans turning into Pokemon. But it's like they could easily... I'm, I'm, I'll play another one of those, and I think it's weaned me off regular Pokemon. Because uh. it's like, what, as soon as there's more mechanics, it's like... Holy shit! They've taken the regular Pokemon mechanics and actually added to them, and it's worked. <laughs> yeah, you've made a you've made a more complex game that's 
actually more interesting. But it's like, yeah, could you go back is the thing. Yeah, that's after what I'm thinking of. you played something that's got a little more depth. I mean, obviously, if X and Y has some more mechanics in themselves, that could still be good because it's still it's still a different style of game. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, you the could, generic Pokemon mechanics are like hella old now. Yeah, I think you could definitely definitely take the Pokemon world and make that, that core game a lot more interesting. It may require some fairly dramatic <laughs> shifts to some of the... Some of the fight mechanics, I guess, and you know. yeah, holy shit, they're like eighteen years old. Yeah, I know. yeah, <laughs> super old. But then that was what I that's what I came to realize about it because I was playing this one, and then I actually went and looked up some stuff about like the older ones, and people are saying that this one is actually sort of simplified. It's actually sort of less mechanical, less mechanically dense, and slightly easier than the old ones. Right. So I was like, well. I guess I'll play the next one of these, I suppose, because it's got to be... They've got to go back up the curve at this point, haven't they? They've got to make it better the next time. What are the previous ones on? Could you just get a copy for DS or something? Yeah, there was one on the DS, but they're all sprite-based, and I think I'm past sprite-based now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need 3D Pokemon's. <laughs> so you've raised the bar here. It's yeah, like, I know. Yeah. They've, done, they've, they've screwed themselves now, really. Because <laughs> <laughs> even the last one didn't have 3D Pokemon's. No. Black and white or whatever. No, exactly. Shit. But, I mean, obviously, X and Y is going to. Thank God. Far fucking finally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then it was the classic thing we always said about, like, Pokemon Stadium, where it's like, they've made these 3D models. Why can they not just use them in all the games? Yeah, because they weren't yeah. bad, were they? Like, they were kind of... They were okay back in... Back yeah. in stadium, the stadium too. Stadium but then again, yeah. it's not like they had much to render. It was just, like, two Pokemon. <laughs> and in a vague background. It's not like they had textures, either. No, that's true. You know, you can, most Pokemon are just, like, a solid colour. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then then also uh, as I was playing this and like reading about how the other ones might be slightly more like complicated mechanically and all that, I realised that what I actually wanted was Final Fantasy Tactics crossed with Pokemon because that's it's almost there. You're on like a grid based system and you've got your directional moves and the moves have area of effect and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, holy shit, Final Fantasy Tactics crossed over with Pokemon. That'd be awesome. And then I read about I, I remembered suddenly that I'd actually seen this. And it's like, it actually exists. Apart from it's, it's Final Fantasy Tactics crossed with Pokemon, crossed with Japanese history. Oh, that thing. Yeah. What's it called? Oh, Pokemon Conquest. Oh, yeah, okay. it's some, on something's dream, is it? Is it? It's got a subtitle. I don't know about the subtitle. Yeah. But no, I, I, I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, but that was sprite-based as well. And that looked... I watched... I rewatched a video of it and was like, yeah, that's actually sort of too simple, simple again. Whereas, like, each Pokemon only has one move and that move has a specific set attack pattern or whatever. Oh, okay. So, so and then you hire more units to fill in the different types of Pokemon. So it's one step in the right direction, but not quite... No. ...deep enough. So, yeah. It's like, combine those two games together, Mystery Dungeon and that Five Fantasy Tactics Pokemon, and you might win. You might give me exactly what I want. It does sound kind of cool. I think the Pokemon, the idea of Pokemon and the varieties between them just has pretty much limitless potential, but they just... I don't feel they tap it enough. Well... Not in interesting <laughs> ways. They Apparently they tap it quite a lot, we just never noticed. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Are these all Japanese exclusives or something? No, that one did no, definitely it did come, come out. out. But then it's the Japanese history thing that's just like, that's just dumb. It's like Samurai and then Pokemon. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Well, I think, I think the reasoning for that one was that the, the thing they merged it with, which I think is what that subtitle yeah. is, it, what, it has been a series yeah. of games in Japan. Technically, Mystery Dungeon is based off another... Oh, completely non Pokemon game oh, really? of a similar vein. Oh, cool. Which is probably why it's good. 
Maybe. Because <laughs> they just took this other Maybe. game that was good as a slap poke on it. <laughs> Disney did it with Meteos. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> did they? Yeah. That was the sequel to Meteos was a Disney-themed version. But that was worse than the original Meteos, so... I don't know. <laughs> Booze them. But yeah, so that's basically what I want is more of that. So I played it some more, and then a lot more. I'm still playing it. Oh, and also, it's going to have an early nomination for Music of the Year. <laughs> Not, that's what it's called. Uh, it's going up against Devil May Cry, I tell you now. I think it has awesome music. Some of the... Well, Barshot music is, like, is pretty good. What, the original stuff no. or the Infinite chosen score? Stuff, I mean. Well, you know, are we talking original score? Edition? Original no. score, okay, yeah. yeah. Plus the plus the crazy uh, remixes, a yeah, cappella yeah. versions of all the, <laughs> all the. That's awesome. Which is pretty sweet. Yeah, it has awesome music. I liked it, even though they are technically just like one and a half minute loops that you hear over and over as you're going for a dungeon. But they're, they're, they're nice. still pretty good. Well, the best stuff is like I guess like the old Zelda tunes, all basically one minute loops. Yeah, and... I suppose. Right, we're coming to the end of this podcast. Yep, God damn it! Cheers for your uh, input there, Zeg. For your five minutes worth of content. It's going to be about two in the uh, in the next podcast. We'll be just after E three. E three cast. So, so yeah. we're going to talk about anything there either. No, except all the E three stuff you like care about, because you'll probably have notes written for every press conference. Well, I'll be the one to watch the press conference. Although there's no Nintendo press conference, I guess. No. Yeah. So or, that's only two. We'll just have to not play any games for the next two. Or an Ubisoft. <laughs> I might not have much choice. Oh, oh well. Or apart from Pokemon. <laughs> maybe Fire Emblem. Maybe Luigi's Mansion. Maybe I'll get round to doing those again. Right. So catch you next time, listeners, for the E3 cast. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>